Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to, what is it? The Macaw Podcast Universe. Oh, yeah, that's right. And my name is Micah Macaw. My name is Jordan Macaw. And we're a married couple. <laughs> yep. And we like movies a lot. We do. And we decided instead of talking to no one, we'll talk to... Each other and others. <laughs> <laughs> and through that, we discuss film franchises. Yes. And we've gone through the conglomerate that is the MCU. Yes. Now, after today's episode, I think things are going to get a little messy with, with what we have and have not covered. Yeah. Well, and, and first of all, folks, so we've covered all of the MCU, but then we, once we catch up, we cover them as they come out with a, a new episode waiting for you the week after opening weekend. So last weekend, Spider-Man No Way Home came out, and that's what we're here to discuss. But in previous episodes where we have covered a movie that came out the day before we keep it spoiler free for a segment of the episode mm -hmm. and then we have a little spoiler song i think since this has been such a uh uh reported on and it's been hard to fight against spoilers if you wanted to avoid them we're going full spoilers on this okay right off the get-go so that is your that is your warning here on out spoiler heavy on the movie i think that that's fair yeah okay and with us we have a lovely guest we've we've made some new friends because of podcasting and it's the eden brothers and they were on our jurassic park 3 episode and then earlier this year jeremy of the eden brothers was on our batman v superman what podcast are they from well they're from the 90 under 90 podcast Good. <laughs> <laughs> and but but since he was on, it was like, well, we can't have an... I think they need to have an even amount of appearances, no matter how we slice it. Okay. I mean, that's been in my head anyway. So it was like, Dan, what are we going to do? And here we are. Welcome, Dan Eden, to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you so much. This is a big episode to be on, so I feel honored. Really. Yeah. yeah. Who it knew it would be this big, though? Guys, spoiler. If we're going spoilers... <laughs> we're going full on. Let's go. Tom Holland is spider-man <laughs> you have to say it like that too spider-man spider <laughs> well okay so it's for 90 under 90 it's dan eden also the it's, the movie that came out earlier this year in intervention which is mm -hmm. lovely and people should definitely check oh, yeah. out um thank you let's but let's talk about you chose this movie i gave you a list of matrix bill and ted john wick all this stuff, and mm. you said, no, let's do Spider-Man. Why did you choose good old Spidey? I, you know, Spidey is, uh, will always be near and dear to my heart ever since I was a young kid. Um, you know, uh, growing up with a sibling, when, when there's, especially when there's two of them, and you're kind of living in the shadow, you, you mentioned the, the Brothers Eden, is what mm -hmm. I come from here, <laughs> 90 under 90. Um, you know, if Jer, Jer loves Batman, so if he, every time he'd go right, I have to go left to kind of carve mm. out my own identity. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. sometimes i faked it till i made it and sometimes <laughs> i just genuinely love the things and in this case it was spider-man so to me i wouldn't say he's quite the antithesis of batman but tonally difference brighter he, yeah. he quips you know yeah. he thwips and uh, <laughs> i just uh you know he, he was pepsi i was coke and it just kind of that's kind of how it went and but spider-man was always that thing that uh i naturally kind of uh, veered towards, especially with the 94 animated series on Fox. 
certainly. Nice. Okay. Well, it makes a lot of sense then that Jeremy chose Batman, a Batman movie yeah. <laughs> to cover. He chose a Spider-Man movie to cover. It's me. Mm. It's all making sense now. Yeah. So you you jumped at the chance, and mm. it's just hard to even know where to begin with this, right? Yeah. Because this. I don't know. They announced this movie, and I'm excited because, l- much like you, I'm I'm a diehard Spider-Man fan. Over the last couple of years, I've read probably, I would say, at least 700 Spider-Man comics, catching up, doing all that stuff. I love this character more than most characters in fiction. He might be my all-time favorite, maybe. I would say that's true for you. It probably is. That's a lot of hours to yeah. spend with one character. But... So anytime there's a new movie, it's exciting. And I've loved the Tom Holland movies. Mm-hmm. I love the Tobey Maguire movies. I even sort of liked the other ones just because Spider-Man was in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here we are at this like conglomerate moment. This is this is two uh, this is 3 years after we've already had a Spider-Verse movie that was a perfect movie mm-hmm. that is I would not change a second of. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we're going to do another Spider-Verse-esque movie. And there is a part of me going into this that's like, why would you even attempt to do that after a perfect movie like Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. Um, I think we were talking a little bit before this, Micah and I, because Micah, he's like, I, I got to know, what's your what's your quick take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, All right. I, I got to know yours, man. Um but uh, basically, Spider. I think Spider Verse is still. Uh, your fans might get mad. I think it's the best Spider Man movie because it just, to me, it gets to to what it means to be Spider Man. It, yeah. it examines yeah. the character in such a way that this movie doesn't really have time to narratively. No. No. Yeah. I no. I I agree. I think Spider Verse is is the best. Then I would follow it up with Spider Man Two. Uh, Raimi, Tom McGuire, yeah. yeah, and then I would follow it up with Spider Man, the the 2002 Spider Man, and then I think I would put this movie next because I I really loved this, and this was I I'm, I guess my takeaway on this is I think this movie more than any other movie for better or worse, and I'm including the other Marvel movies in this, but Spider Man in particular, this one felt the most like I was actually reading a comic book. In terms of just how they're plotting it and everything was like, oh, the the reader's going to think this is cool. This and I know that's fan service <laughs> and people get scared about the term, but this felt very much like I'm sitting down and I'm reading comic books. That's great. I did not feel that way because I don't read comic books. But that, that's great that you felt that way. I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Having not, I've only read one Spider-Man comic and that was last week. <laughs> but I love uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I haven't really read a book in a long time myself, but I know what you mean. There's a lot of uh, splash page moments in this movie. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. With the strange sequence and and just the just the three spoilers, guys. There's three Spider Men in this movie. I don't know if we I don't know if we get into this, guys, but there are three Spider Men in this movie. Uh, and just them landing together. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But it, but yeah, it just because you know also, and this is a for better or ill thing. You know, a lot of times in comic books, you're talking about 
like 20-ish pages, and there's a lot of economy economic storytelling where it's like this is shorthand for this yeah this is shorthand for that whereas like i think the the spider-man uh, the the sam raimi movies are very well developed and it's like watch this character watch this journey we're gonna sit and stuff and this movie's a little bit more like at least a modern comic book where it's like okay we we have to get through this page and by the end he's got to meet this character how can we do it economically okay yeah yeah. And I, I actually appreciated that about the movie and enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, so this movie's like two and a half hours. Yeah. And yeah. it did I did not feel that long to me. I, I yeah. it was it just clipped it, along, like what you're saying. And like there were there was a part when like he when um Peter is starting to like help the bad guys like kind of reprogram them. There was a part of me that was like, this could be the part of the movie that is too long. And that didn't even feel too long because it crap happened, you know? Yeah. So it was it was just yeah good storytelling it was very efficient yeah definitely if anything i wanted a little more time added to the runtime can i you know like maybe i'm just <laughs> a big fan but for me uh i think the thing that was a little undercooked and i wanted to see more of was just the most interesting part was the norman osborne stuff yeah 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 he pops up he, he he does that act as as the homeless man at feast and that to me was probably the juiciest scene Mm -hmm. of the entire movie for me is when he walks in and he's in the rags and he's with aunt may he doesn't know where he is and we as an audience we don't know if he's bsing us or not you know mm -hmm. yeah i thought that was such an interesting part uh do you guys have a favorite scene maybe uh, like i mean the oh, statue of liberty yeah sequence. i mean yeah for me it was i mean just i'm a sucker for it but when you know ned finds out he can open portals and they oh, get gosh, they, you yeah. know, they get andrew garfield first you know but i I like Toby. So I'm just like, okay, they got Andrew Garfield. That's cool. Like if they couldn't have gotten Toby, whatever, like that's still cool. And then they do it again and I'm punching Micah. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's well, probably my favorite. I was shocked by this because when he opened up the portal, I don't know why. I mean, I've always had a sneaking suspicion because there's been so many people that have like been saying throughout online and all this stuff that toby mcguire and andrew garfield are in this movie yeah but i was like anytime i heard that i, I would just plug my ears and go la 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 because <laughs> if that's true i don't want to know about it yeah. i want to be surprised so we get in the theater and when he opens up that portal and we see a spider-man I, I just didn't for some reason it didn't connect with me that that was a different one i just thought like oh tom holland is like in an alley somewhere. oh i thought that too yeah but and then, then it was but then jordan grabs my hand and squeezes it <laughs> which is surprising because jordan I, I was like whoa she's having a big reaction to spider-man this is great for me this is amazing <laughs> and she starts squeezing it and then andrew comes out takes off his mask and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. it later in, in a little more exciting detail. But when he did that, you kind of let go and you were, you were still excited. Like, okay, that's cool, but come But on, then guys. when, yeah, when Toby, but we, 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 we got to hold our horses a little bit. Yeah. Th this is like the most fan survey movie maybe ever. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like they're playing I, I the hits care. with the villains. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's just like if, if it all led up to this. I'm fine with it. Also, mm -hmm. I hated Eternals. So it's like I, I needed a win <laughs> yeah. after yeah, that. Nice palate too. cleanser. I <laughs> yeah. did not see Eternals yet. I'm kind of avoiding it uh, <laughs> actively. But uh, yeah, this is like Micah was saying, like this is very fan servicey for anyone. And like uh, you're finding it. We're finding out that America, the world is, is a bigger Spider-Man fan than the Avengers. Like it's <laughs> the, the box office is collecting yeah. the receipts show. 
Uh, it's amazing, uh, no pun intended, the time we live in. <laughs> um, but, but to me, going back to Spider Verse, like I don't. This movie, I, I think it's a direct reaction to that movie i think amy pascal i think kevin feige might have put their heads together they looked at how successful spider-verse was they saw that the audience was ready for something like that and that the mcu was ready for something like that Mm -hmm. and they decided let's kind of and i hate to say it let's kind of ape spider-verse do you get like and i hate i don't think that kind of ruins the movie for me in any way i still love it it's just Uh i think this movie owes spider-verse yeah pretty much everything i mean that and (laughs) spider-man And amazing, of course. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that for sure. Well, I, I so I can't get th- this struck me. We left the theater and I said, I cannot believe we live in a world. We live in a world where in less than one calendar year, we are going to be sitting down in the theaters watching another Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. And it's probably <laughs> going to tear up the charts and be huge. And it'll probably win best animated picture. And everyone will love it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to, I don't know, they're going to make another Tobey Maguire and another Andrew Garfield or something. I don't know. They could do anything they want. It's like undefeatable right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Spidey's I, on fire. <laughs> Seriously. No, that's the human torch. Come on now. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, when's Johnny going to get into the old MCU? <laughs> hey, I'm, I am ready for the Fantastic Four, I got to say. Um, are, do you want do you want uh, Krasinski and Emily Blunt as uh, Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman? I think that would be very very fun, and I think that I think could so work. <laughs> or but people I saying agree. that, yeah, okay, that's um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I can't. The, Marvel, for all of its ills, the one thing that it consistently gets of this what twenty seven movie series now is everyone but, like, maybe three or four actors in the whole series are perfect casting. Yeah. So whenever they announce Fantastic Four, if it's unknowns or if it's, like, actors that I don't even like, I'm like, I don't know. They're not going to mess up the Fantastic Four for, like, a fourth time. They're going to get it this time. So I hope so. Just put your faith in Feige and and just, you know, sit back and enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a dark day when he decides to, like, guys, I think you got this. I'm going to peace out and do Star Wars for a while and do to star wars what yeah. i did to marvel like oh no get back <laughs> yeah. here man yeah i know <laughs> please well okay so that is a very that's interesting you bring up star wars because i think if we go back to us talking about this being very fan servicey i would contrast this with rise of skywalker in a in a big way now when i left the theaters i saw rise of skywalker twice i liked that movie but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, but as an actual movie and an actual story, it's like pretty objectively a lot of bad uh, uh, um, storytelling choices are made in that movie. But that movie is very much like, hey, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to please like the Ryan Johnson heads and the old George Lucas people. Like we want to, we want everything. And that was a very fan servicey movie, but to a detriment to the plot of the movie. And that I would Agreed. cite as like the opposite example of this movie. That mm-hmm. is just like every scene you're like, no way, no way. But it really <laughs> does carry. I think it's a very cohesive story. It does yeah. feel, I'd say 90% organic, the storytelling and the, uh, those oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. really. Yeah. The other 10%, uh, do we do, we're gonna, are we going to do like beat by beat or just want to do bird's eye? 
Well, uh, I think we got a beat by beat because it's pretty okay. wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Yeah. So I guess but, I'll get into it as we go. But uh, so I'll I'll hit the I'll hit some of the notes about the making of the movie, and then we can pretty much dive into the plot. But before we do, you did ask what was our favorite part of the movie, and I yeah. will say my favorite part was the last scene when he walked into his apartment and spun away because I like where it led where where it ends with where Peter's at but I will talk in more detail when we get there. At the, it's a good I don't answer cuz it's 3 hours from now at the end of this episode <laughs> <laughs> makes us most excited for the most excited for the future of Spider-Man how it ends and I think that's that's great, you know? Yeah. It's uh what more can you ask for? Mhm. And another thing that was cool about the movie, a lot of times when I'm sitting watching a Marvel movie, I am a, I keep thinking about the possibilities and I get excited about the possibilities. And when you leave, when I leave a Marvel movie, a lot of times I'm like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen, but I'm not necessarily appreciating what did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie, when I walked out, I was like, I mean, I'm excited for future Spider-Man, but I'm not necessarily like... Oh my gosh, now I cannot wait until Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'm excited for Doctor Strange, but I was like, I just want to go see Spider-Man again. Yeah, that, that's a good yeah. point. But I know um, what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the movie is once again directed by John Watts. Uh, finishing off, he's, he's the only person in the MCU who has directed three movies in a series within the MCU. Until James Gunn. Until James Gunn. He'll, he'll be the second. Yeah. Um. Then it's written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who did the other two movies. And then the the old cinematographer, Seamus McGarvey. Seamus? Jam- oh, is that, is that how you pronounce it? How's it spelled? Uh, Seamus. It's spelled like Seamus. Oh, yeah, it's Seamus. Oh, Seamus. Okay. I know that because of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so Seamus McGarvey started shooting this movie, and then he got COVID, and they replaced him. So... Mauro Fiore shot this movie, who shot Avatar, Training Day, The Kingdom, and he's an Antoine Fuqua guy. Did, like, most of his movies. I'm sorry, Mike, I gotta interrupt you. You mispronounced uh, Antoine Fuqua. It's pronounced Antoine Fuck You. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike. I'm sorry. Usually I don't correct the host when I'm the guest, but it's Antoine Fuck You. Uh, of Tears of the Sun fame. <laughs> At first, I was... I, I thought to myself... I thought to myself, really? I thought for sure, before you said what you said, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I pronounced it right. But I got him. I stand yeah. corrected. Um, the music is by Michael Giacchino, uh, who did oh, the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And uh, the movie came out last weekend. You know that, folks. Okay, this movie, this shocked me. This movie has a $200 million budget. Yeah. I thought it would have been a much higher budget. That's, really? That is incredibly expensive, but I would think that getting... Just with everything that's going on. Yeah, getting Toby, getting Willem, getting Alfred. Yeah. yeah. I thought that that would eat up like $150 million right there. Yeah. I Not to that. mention totally. the returning cast, but I would like, love to see I, a breakdown, but... The rumors was that the the whole... There was like, oh, will Toby be in it because he's holding out for a bigger payday? It's like, oh, really? Well, this will inflate the budget. But yeah, that doesn't seem that high for such a, a star-studded cast. You got mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. You got... You guys... We got we got Reese Eifens, guys. Is that how, I, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> that's the Sandman guy? No, that's no, a lizard. lizard. 
The guy who's oh, in uh, Hannibal Rising. Of course. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How could you forget Be- the because lizard? Because I, I like don't remember anything about the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I really, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I got, I gotta go, guys. I, I can't. No. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, that one is just a. I like Spider Amazing One, but ooh, that second one. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> this movie, though. Which, again, we'll get to, mm-hmm. folks. There's a scene in this movie that made me think, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 must be really good, and I'm just re- misremembering it. But then w- immediately, <laughs> once I left the theaters, I was like, no, 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 that is... Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad. Did I had a question about this, because that's the one Jamie Foxx is in, because uh-huh. I haven't seen that one. So he's the electric guy. He's this, Electro, of course. I Come on. I thought that the electricity stuff looked pretty cool. Did yeah. it look that cool in that movie? It looked way worse in the other that's movie. That's what I was wondering. Huge upgrade in this movie. Okay. Oh, he yeah. was a little bit older now. He was but... like a pulsating blue blob. Oh, with hu- the... human form. Mm-hmm. But like, go ahead, like go ahead. When he Dan. was materializing at the beginning, there like were... kind of. I don't know. There was an effect that year. It was a plug-in. Okay, it's uh-huh. like in After Effects. <laughs> they used that, uh, okay. <laughs> and they loved it. And basically, what it does, it makes it seem like you have translucent skin and electricity underneath and they also oh. applied like blue makeup so he was like a glowing blue dude in that oh. one and this one i think his condition was i don't want to wear makeup i don't want to be a blue guy <laughs> please don't make me be a blue guy yeah. but my question is uh, the spell and this is like the biggest hole in the movie is we have to go over the people who knew peter parker spider-man and and how the rules work in the spell because Electro never found out that uh, Peter Parker was Spider Man in Amazing Spider Man Two. Uh, oh, ever. yeah, oh, that, I didn't know that. Okay, that tracks. And I don't. Did Spider Man ever know that he was like an electrician? He be, he did befriend him as Max. Like he was okay. kind of like he called him his guy on the street in the second one. Like hey, we're buddies, and he's like we're not buddies. Like you don't like me. That nobody likes me. And then he turns <laughs> on the world. He's very emo in that Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> too. Um, but okay, because uh, yeah, when he never gives him his identity. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because when Andrew Garfield spoke to him and he said he said like oh you didn't used to be this way I was like mm-hmm. does he know that. Did he? But he did. Okay, he does witness a like he doesn't. He's not there for the change, but he he's there before and after the change. So he does know Max Dillon Electro personally. But he, like I said, he never gives him the identity. And then there's a whole okay. list of people who I guess and and many theorists would confirm or claim or just theorize whatever that the other guys who aren't in this movie are in the mcu we just didn't see them like captain stacy from amazing spider-man one dennis leary knows that uh andrew garfield is spider-man <laughs> so dennis leary's out there somewhere in the mcu <laughs> chain smoking being rude you know ranting well um, okay but because i'm not remembering so let me know if this is out there too much but is does does Electro call him Peter before he is imprisoned and knows that this Spider-Man is Peter? I don't think I don't I, I, like I've only saw it once. I don't know yeah. if he ever refers to him as Peter. Um what here's a theory though that I think I kind of like is that he's like a Loki variant. This Electro, this buff Jamie Foxx with the 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 electrician's vest <laughs> and the the yellow uh, streak this time. The the theory is that he is in his universe, he did find out somehow that oh. Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But we saw an Amazing 2. I'm pretty sure that is his universe. So maybe it's another universe because he looks huh. different. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that, hmm. 
I, I just wonder if I, I'm gonna, you know, I gotta see the movie again, and I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out. But I wonder if, by context clues, he could just be like, "Well, if that one's called Peter Parker, and then Alfred Molina's talking about another Peter Parker, then our mm-hmm. guy must be called Peter Parker." By by power I, of yeah, sure. to deduction. I want to explain it away. Being there, right? <laughs> being there? Yeah. Yeah, just being there in the first oh, place. Yeah. that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. He gets. He must get pulled away from a universe we have never seen before. And Amazing Spider-Man Two. He's not from that universe. That's the theory. If yeah. that makes any yeah. sense. That does yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. Okay, so they they make it clear. Because I guess I I miss this detail of the spell. You're saying they make it clear that. Only people who found out his identity leaked through into this world. Yes. I'm anyone who's known Peter Parker as Spider. I I believe that's the condition of the spell here. I actually have the this these rules out here because I was doing my my research before because <laughs> oh, I want to get this right. But because uh, I so just assumed that it was it just leaked over that it, these were just mm. happened to be villains that Spider Man fought that leaked over. But they have to know Peter Parker too. Uh, so that it's makes not sense. Spider Man. But I just didn't. Sorry, I didn't I'm looking at this here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like it has to do with his identity and people who know it. But I do want to get this right. Remember Doctor Strange saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everyone who's I known Peter Peter Parker. Right. Yeah that that makes sense. If the spell erases everyone's memories, that means all the people Peter loves will forget too, like MJ, Ned, Aunt May, and Happy. And Peter doesn't want them to forget, obviously. So he tries to get Strange to exclude them mid-spell. Eventually, all of Peter's distractions and extra requests make the spell go haywire. We already know that. So why does it? Well, this is a whole they bring up. Why doesn't Peter let Strange cast a spell, have everyone forget, then just tell the handful of people he loves his secret again? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, yeah, but then you don't have a movie plot, right. hole, people. <laughs> If you were in like the moment and like you were that. when and you were trying to work on a spell and then you remembered that you might mess it up, you'd do the same thing. I mean, it sounds like a Peter thing. It's such a Spider-Man thing for Spider-Man to call on Doctor Strange to try and save the world and then in the middle of it go, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> that is like such a Spider-Man Thing. This is uh this is screen crush. If the spell attracts people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, that's what they posit then. Yeah. Should shouldn't more characters show up? The short answer is yes. There should be Dane DeHaan's Harry Osborne from Amazing Spider-Man 2. There should be Topher Grace's Venom from <laughs> Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. James Franco's Harry Osborne, who is apparently like Norman Greaves in this movie, like although he should be in this universe with his daddy fighting alongside yeah. him, I think. But you know, Franco's in his his own hot water in real life. Life, so I just, right, right. Took it, I just took it as the people who did show up they like slipped through the cracks because Dr. Strange did close it so that no, no yeah I how okay. it felt like so yeah. that no more can slip through that's not bad I, I, I don't mind that at all like when and then at the end of course in the third act you get the purple cracks and you see these silhouettes of all these people and that's and, everybody yeah. yeah yeah that's how okay. it felt to me that's okay that's how it felt to me as well it has I to can be that way it. in my brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't think too much about the other stuff. Well, because yeah. you know, then then we like we would have like Mary Jane in this. We would right. have, like like I'm, Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, we'd yeah. have like all these characters, and obviously we didn't. So yeah, um, I I think it's the same. You know, just like in Spider Verse, like some Spider Men showed up, yeah. but not every right. Spider Man of every universe did, yeah you know that was that was another thing that jer pointed out to me i was like oh duh it's like only two other spider-men in this multi infinite <laughs> multiverse show up here <laughs> what about miguel what about uh <laughs> yeah. all the ones in the noir one what about you know yeah. spider-ham yeah. <laughs> um 
so yeah he doesn't bring up a point but like here's me in the position just uh, just speaking for sony and marvel's like why do you guys have to bitch about what we gave you? <laughs> yeah, <Come on>. yeah. <laughs> just like it. Come on, that's so true. <laughs> well, and and you know, I think I think these those are fun posits to have. But I think story wise, what the villains we were presented with and the Spider Man we were presented with do track in the story. Just because they didn't include more does not mean that it's a plot hole. You know, they just didn't. Yeah, and also at a certain point, the movie would be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Right. And who's to say that some didn't get out? But like, I like how like Jordan's theory. Like, there's they just got through the cracks and then he sealed them up, them up really yeah. quickly. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and then Ned opened some portals because he's got some magic in him. You guys, yeah. <laughs> Can we all agree he's got the magic in yeah. him? Yeah, magic. And I want to see more of it from him. <laughs> he's gonna be a wizard, a very yeah. powerful one someday. <laughs> um, who, who do you think was the uh, all star of this movie? I ask hmm. you both. The all-star of this movie. Who'd you love the best character-wise? I I would say uh, uh, that I think this is the first time that Marissa Tomei's Aunt May really hit me, and I really connected with her, and I think she truly is like the linchpin of the movie because she not only urges him to do what Spidey does, which is help people even if it doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. like helping these villains. She's like, you can't let them die you know that they're gonna die so therefore you have to prevent it and we we haven't really had an uncle ben type moment for this mm-hmm. spider-man we we know there's an uncle ben there's like a couple references i think mm-hmm. um but this was like this feels like for this spider-man this version of him this written version like aunt may is kind of the uncle ben for the future you know like he'll probably always think about aunt may yeah right I I think for me because I have so little experience with him. I actually think Andrew Garfield did really well. He was awesome. And I like he was awesome. I can't remember anything from the first movie, and I didn't see the second one. And so, kind of like from then on, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't even really recognize those movies. I don't really care about them. And then he comes <laughs> up in this, and it's like, oh, he's so good and charming. Yep, he's that's great. my answer. Also. Uh, yeah. is Andrew Garfield. And my fear was, are they going to make us watch, Sp- like in the future, after this movie comes out, like God forbid this it sucks and they totally fumble. We go back, we watch Spider-Man 1, 2, Amazing 1, 2. I mean, 2 can't get any worse, but are they going <laughs> to retroactively be bad because of No Way Home? That was my biggest fear. And oh, instead, sure. yeah. we retroactively get, we, people want to watch Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 now because Garfield is so magnetic yeah. in this movie yeah i think he's and he's just awesome it, yeah he was he was kind of unbelievable and mm-hmm. and it made me it made me remember that like he's not the problem with the amazing spider-man movies like he's great in those movies and he he's particularly good at being like he's the best of all the spideys at being like in the suit and quippy and annoying to the villains yeah he's done that better than anyone else the, the, there's always the sorry (laughs) oh it's just like in in the amazing spider-man movies he's just for my personal taste he's a little too cool as peter parker yeah that that was that's kind of my like come on spidey can't be cool this one no in the amazing spider-man movies he skateboards he's got cool hair yeah it's just yeah yeah. how are you a loser like yeah come on like i guess i lost my train of thought but uh (laughs) Yeah, I thought Garfield was awesome. I mean, Holland's just great, you know. 
yeah. everybody's awesome in this. I, I was just about to list everybody in I the know. movie. Really. I mean, Holland is like the easy choice, but it's like he completely carries the movie. He does it. Like he he's done it three times now, uh-huh. and he nails it. And that there was a part in the movie. I think he was saying this to Aunt May as she's dying. Spoilers. Um, you know, <gasps> he just keeps telling her like. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and it just reminded me of Infinity War Oof. when he's a, when he's um, starting to blip and like he's just all he's doing is saying I'm sorry to Iron Man. It like makes me cry every time because yeah. yeah. it's just like what are you why are you apologizing? And then he just floats away. Yeah, Ugh. it's such a kid thing. Yeah, it's so good. He's very good at reacting to death, Tom. Yeah. Best reactor yeah. to dying <laughs> yeah. actors, Tom yeah, Holland. He's so good. Um. Okay, but let's go back here. We're we're still not even in the movie, guys. Strap it. <laughs> um. So if you remember, after Far From Home came out, Sony and Disney had a disagreement, and they yes. were like, "We're not gonna. We're just gonna make Tom Holland's on our team, and we're gonna make Sony Spider-Man movies." And Disney wanted a bigger piece of the pie, which in in some way we all know Disney's greedy, but it does feel like Disney was like, "Come on, this is an MCU like." We've done a couple of these. We should we should split up the production a little bit better. Yeah. And so then in September they make a agreement that Disney puts up twenty five percent of the co financing and they get twenty five percent of the profiting, and they do retain all merchandising rights. Whoa. So Disney's swimming in it right now. Yeah. And then now I'm just gonna track the weird. I just think this movie is a strange example of like. Fans, uh, uh, news sites, and just how it was so hard for them to keep a lid on this thing. And I just don't even understand. I just don't understand it. So I'm just going to point out (laughs) that Jamie Foxx confirmed that he was in the movie before they were filming. Oh. So before this even started, he posts a picture on Twitter and he's like, or on uh, Instagram, can't wait to be in the new Spider-Man movie. And it had like blue electricity. Okay. So it was already like, okay, I guess there's going to be... I mean, right then and there, you're like, okay, so Andrew Garfield's probably in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of multiverse thing. Yeah. Are they aping Spider-Verse already? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, as early as December, Collider runs an article that said um, that they had the like pretty much the cast of both all the different Spider-Man movies, and they were all going to be in it. Kirsten okay. Dunst, Emma Stone... Everybody. And then Holland and Feige are like backpedaling and they're like, what? No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Yeah, Jamie Foxx is in it, sure. And then in April of this year, Melina's like, yeah, I'm in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you want? <laughs> and so after that, everybody's like, okay, well then Tobey Maguire's in yeah. this movie, you know? Yeah. And the whole time I keep on like, I want to be excited about it, but I'm just like, this is, I don't want to hear about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear about it. And then Empire, uh, the the news uh, website or whatever, magazine reports that all the villains from all the movies are in No Way Home. And everyone, you know, Feige, down. Feige's like, no, 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 we don't know what you're talking about. But sure, <laughs> Alfred Molina's in it, and so is Jamie Foxx. But I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then... Um, that that was kind of the end of it, but then they came out with the trailer. It confirmed, it well, it, it it showed Alfred Molina for sure, and it showed like a Green Goblin bomb, 
You never saw a trailer for this movie. I you lucky dog. Everything. The only thing I knew was that Alfred Molina was in it because of the poster. <laughs> yeah. And I had prior to that hearing, like her, heard one time that Tobey Maguire might be in it, and then I was like, "That's it, I'm done," <laughs> and I've successfully avoided it. So then, uh, the trailer also it, it it had some stuff. You know, if you were going like frame by frame, you might be like, "Wait, is that sand? Wait, is that a lizard?" Uh, you know. Oh yeah. So you have all this stuff, and you know what? Whatever they did, it worked because they are now the second highest grossing box office weekend of all time. Just below Endgame, uh, and they made uh, like five hundred. They made over five hundred million dollars in four or five days. So I guess I shouldn't complain because it absolutely worked. But after I saw the first trailer, I was like, I can't do anymore because I do not want to see anything. Yeah. And a couple days before the movie came out, I had to get off Twitter mm-hmm. because I would see stuff like I saw a, a picture of Willem Dafoe, and it was like Willem Dafoe explains why he was in. He's in the new Spider Man, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I know that I saw a Green Goblin bomb, but I didn't know that Willem Dafoe for sure was going to, you yeah. know, I, I don't yeah. want to know. And I think I avoided most of it. Good. That's good. Beyond that. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it's a hard I still, thing to do. Were I, you successful in avoiding things? No. no. <laughs> I, and I like, I don't, I don't seek it out, but I don't avoid it. And uh-huh. I just find yeah. out a lot of things. I already, I basically know, I think I know the plot of the new Batman movie, but that is because of new rock stars. And they're, you know, that's on mm-hmm. YouTube. They break down and they do do the frame by frames, <laughs> yeah. all those license plates in the doc oxide on the bridge. There's so many comic references to specific <laughs> issues. It's like uh, geek overload, but um, I definitely, but a few days before the movie came out, somehow Sony and freaking Marvel let seven minutes of footage on YouTube. And I, so I'm in my feed. I see, because they do that, the video preview where they show like frames on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, I see frames that looks like legitimate footage of three Spider-Men jumping together oh. onto the Statue oh. of Liberty. And I'm like, okay, I have to see if it's legitimate. I press play. And I, all I see is the set, the ten seconds of the movie. It's it's the three guys unmasked. They're huddled together. It's the they're just about to jump off and do the jump the dive uh-huh. together. You know, Peter one, Peter two, Peter three. I love you guys. You know, uh-huh. thank you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, th- this is real. This is real. Yeah. And I I yeah. have to stop the footage. And then I immediately texted Jer like. Yep, I just watched 15 seconds of legit Spider-Man footage. So I get excited about that stuff, but I limit my intake, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. For I'm, I'm just a person that I, I don't want to know a single thing about things, sometimes mm-hmm. to a fault. So, like, I didn't even know what this movie was about. <laughs> I don't know how you avoided this, but, yeah, <laughs> well, Jordan, I, I, I like, we're driving Twitter. to the theater, and, and... Yeah, I'm like, can you just tell me the premise of this movie? It would just be nice <laughs> She didn't know. even know the premise. <laughs> Man, I... It's rare that I go into any movie, even... Not even a franchise comic movie, just any movie that I don't know most of the plot already. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I think it stems from when I saw Inception for the first time. I don't even think I saw a trailer of that. I had no idea what this was. And I it's walked great. out and I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I want to have this experience yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, that's great. Why. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's liberating hard. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the it's thing to do hard. is to choose, choose a director you trust. Yeah. And then go, okay, their next movie, I'm gonna avoid everything I can. Because that's that's yeah. what I there there are certain directors where I'm like okay anytime you know the Safdie brothers come out with a movie from here on out I'm gonna see that movie so yeah. I don't actually need to know what it's about because they they sold the ticket 
Although I, they, they do really good at trailers and they never spoil anything. So, yeah, okay. I, for for me, the trailers I like to, can be exciting. You know, I like to write the movies a version of them based on the logline in my mm. head, and then get disappointed when the movie is <laughs> nothing like it. Uh, yeah. That's just what I do. I'm, you know, it's what mm. I do. I'm yeah. a masochist. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I just have two more notes, and then we can dive into the plot. Uh, the working title for this movie, which if anyone doesn't know, that's what it's called when they're filming it to keep it secret, was Serenity Now, mm-hmm. which of course is a Seinfeld <laughs> reference, and of course George Costanza's in love with not he's he's not in love with Marissa Tomei, but he goes out on a date with Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. and I did see a picture of George Costanza with Marissa Tomei, and someone said unless. Disney says otherwise, this is Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that Jason Alexander is Uncle Ben. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. That's great. But, oh, you know, you ever just get the feeling that these filmmakers, like, these guys are my friends and I trust them. They, yeah. they named it Serenity Now. Like, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and this movie opens with Ezimbra by, by Talking Heads. Uh, yeah. I'm like, this is this movie made for, for guys like me uh, what's, <laughs> yeah. and, and women like me? What's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw this funny thing that I, it just felt accurate to Micah, but I think a lot of people who love Spider-Man and it's a picture of a little boy and it's him looking up at the screen so lovingly and it has all the Tobey Maguire stuff in it. And then it's a, below, it's a picture of a man looking at the same pictures. And it's like, me as a child, me now. And it's just <laughs> yeah. the same thing. It's like, it's just, I love it so much. But it's, There's a lot of good memes from this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, again, I, I want to stress that I, I think this is kind of the rare example where the fan service, the Easter eggs, all that stuff, I think it really works. But it is weird. We do live in this world right now where, like, that, like, Spider Verse comes out in 2018. Mm-hmm. This movie comes out. Later this next year, Flashpoint is coming out, or yeah. The Flash, which is going to mm-hmm. have, they already confirmed Michael Keaton's in that movie. So I'm assuming that means they probably got Christian Bale. They probably got Ben, you know, they probably got all the Batman. Although I, I actually don't think Christian Bale would do it. I don't think so either. <laughs> and then we have I don't know. another Spider-Verse movie coming out. So we're we're totally inundated with like pop culture is the king. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I think I you know what I blame it on is that dang ready player one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they just throw all us, hey, you like this thing from your childhood? It's a blender. <laughs> That's how it is. Very true. <laughs> just it's, like that. It is true, Sorry. but as I say, I think the book's crap, but I really like the movie. <laughs> I yeah. love Ready Player One, the movie. <laughs> so, I think Spielberg's having a lot of fun in that movie, and I like it. It's whack. It's it's not wacky. What's the adjective I'm looking for? Yeah, it's wacky. Let's <laughs> it's just wacky. say that. It's wacky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I do wonder, this kind of feels, in, in much the same way that Endgame did, this feels like, I don't know how you could do something more insane in this level of, so... And Endgame is like, here's the craziest superhero thing we can do. And then right. this is like, this is like pop culture and superhero, but they keep kind of topping themselves. So maybe they'll continue to do it. But it just feels like, I, I don't, and I'm not complaining, but I just it, wonder I when, when there will be a, a different wave in cinema that, that is actually different and not just based on things that we all liked when we were kids. Yeah. Agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah, I do I, wonder. I, um, speaking of Spielberg, I think he was the one who said uh, the Western. Hey, guys, look out after superheroes. It's going to be the Western. And then Power of the Dog comes out this year and it's up for all these awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Harder They Fall is like a re, like a nice reimagination of a, a cool Western. Very stylized. I really do think, yeah, maybe he's right. I mean, who would who would know better than the Spielbergo <laughs> himself? Seriously. <laughs> um, but. I think we set the table and we got to dive in. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's eat. Come on. So, all right. <laughs> Somebody kick us off because I'm trying to remember the first scene in this movie and I'm what not remembering it. This movie? It picks up right where two left off. It's oh, Jonah right. Jameson. It's dark, man. It's 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 the Mysterio cell phone footage. And he's telling us all that yeah. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Uh-oh. And, uh, and, you know, of course, he's in the middle of Times Square. Jonah yeah. Jameson's up on the big television. He's who is this? Jameson's in this movie. He's in this universe now. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, uh, MJ. Everybody starts bombarding MJ. They're like, "Are you Spider Man's girlfriend?" That's like right. they put That's two right. and two together immediately. Yeah. And it's it's pretty. It's a scene, man. It's really tense. And then you yeah. you Zimbra, which is cool. And they get away. <laughs> and there's helicopters everywhere. And um, they're on the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, should I keep going? <laughs> no, yeah, and then, then they, they go to, um, Peter goes home. Well, him mm-hmm. and MJ go home to his home. And, um, and it, this it's just is... like, the movie doesn't really like, I mean, it, it, this first chunk is just like, go, 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 go. Yeah, and, and this point was when I decided that I loved the movie. That's all it took for me. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I was just like, they're really committing to the fact that he lost his identity. They're not trying to pretend like it didn't happen. I mean, of course, it's the crux of the movie. But but the way they were building the tension and they were just going, oh, crap. And and showing you in like 10 minutes, they show you how this won't work. Yeah. <laughs> and so right away, you're like, he's got to figure something so, out. I think one thing that I kind of would like to see more of, and maybe we'll get it a little bit more in other movies because I don't think they had the time. But, you know, now this boy peter parker is under investigation he is arrested and not only that the avenger no stark stark industries is under investigation because it was their equipment that killed this man so i i was just like i want to know a little bit more about what happened with stark industries during all that because like this investigation starts and then nothing really happens because more intense things happen uh in a on a metaphysical level so I kind of hope in other movies maybe they address it a little bit because I understand What's that the, they've no time. Was it Armor Wars? Armor Wars that's coming out? Is that the new series that's coming to Disney Plus? I th- that's probably yeah. going to be your answer to what becomes okay. of all that tech. Okay. Um, I think Power Broker might be in that one from Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Agent Twenty Three. Okay. That'd yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I well, was and, just, yeah, it was interesting. And you mentioning that. Uh, uh, a character I've discovered in my in my fun comic book reading is Iron Man 2020, which is the the nephew I believe of Iron Man. His name's Arlo Stark, and uh, now seems like a great time to bring him in. Oh. I just I'm just saying that as that you would think be we're fun. Ready already for the next one. Well, but the thing that's great about him is he's not really a good guy. He's kind of a bad guy. Oh, interesting. So okay. he would be fun. Like he takes control of Stark Industries. And then it's kind of maybe a darker company that's doing shady stuff. Mm, you just okay. got to have a heck of a charismatic actor, which they're very good at getting. So yeah, are they doing uh, Ironheart? I, they're doing I that as Feige, well. Yeah, so maybe I don't know what that he'll is. He'll be in but... that one. That's uh, Riri Williams. That's the the little black 
uh, new Stark. She builds Stark the Stark armor, and she becomes the new Iron Man. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. We could, maybe, maybe if he comes in there into the mix, we'll have maybe a couple Iron Men. I don't know. Yeah. It could be interesting. Or okay. what they could do is they bring back Sam Rockwell, and he takes over the company. Justin Hammer. Oh, you you know Hammer's coming back in some <laughs> They already. gotta bring him it. back. I would love yeah. him. That dance alone is worth him coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we're seeing that this is not going to work for Spider-Man. Yeah. Happy and May are breaking up, which is provides for some nice... I mean, one of the best parts and, and the showcases of John Watts' uh, skills, I think, as a as a filmmaker, is he's very good at balancing the the light to dark tone and quick switches, I think. Yeah. And, and a lot of good jokes. Pretty much every joke in this movie landed for me. Yeah. Agreed. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, uh, so we're just seeing how crazy it is for him. So, yeah. They, he needs to get a lawyer. They, yeah, he needs to, Oh, that's right. So he needs to get a lawyer. Who could it be? But if not... Matthew Murdoch. Matthew Murdoch, Daredevil, which is funny. Where I, You told me this, like, days before we saw this movie, that Feige confirmed that uh, Charlie Cox is his name? Yeah. That he would return as the actor for daredevil whenever they want to use him yeah which actually threw me off the scent because i was like oh okay just whenever he said not not in this movie yeah like feige said like he would be our actor if we ever do something with daredevil in the movies i'm like oh okay (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he said it just like that yeah he did (laughs) yeah i don't know it was bad at his eyelashes yeah And, and uh, you know, I, I think this is a moment where people could think, like, this is the problem with these movies, you know, fan service and stuff like that. But th- this brings me back to a comic book, feeling like I'm reading the comic book, where it's like, well, of course Matt Murdock is going to be his lawyer. Like, he can't right. afford a better one, and he represents those who can't, who, who he thinks are innocent, you know, or, you know, sometimes guilty. But, you know, it's like, that makes sense to me. So I don't see that as, like, pandering. I think no. when it comes to the comic book feel, it's casual crossover in this universe. That's what gives it that or that organic comic feel. Yeah. Just and it doesn't have to be a big scene, and it's not really a big scene no. with Matt Murdock. It's quite unceremonious, but my theater went freaking apeshit. <laughs> yeah. All the right moments in this yeah. movie. Our, our theater was him. pretty much was very much like ooh. <gasps> yeah. Oh. When, when, when he, he showed up, screen. there was just a murmur of people that were like. It felt like everyone was going, "Wait, are you serious?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the movie keeps going, so they couldn't even like adjust to that. The yeah. people, the people behind me, you get that, you get, oh, and you get clapping, which you got plenty of. But then you got the guy behind me. He's like, he was on uh, the Netflix um, Daredevil show. It lasted um, three seasons. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Ah, I hate going to the theater. I hate it. Yeah. Um, well, you have to say yeah, I went one... to the theater to see this, guys. <laughs> yeah. The, that one review from... Yeah, so Demi Edigiwebe, who's a very funny comedian. And a writer. And a writer. He he did uh, he did um, his letterbox review of this. The last sentence was, this movie is going to be great for guys who like explaining stuff to their girlfriends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yep. Um. So but I I think with the whole fan service and crossover stuff, I think why it works so well in this movie and it has in some past movies is the the characters are there to do something. They're not just like, "Hey, 
So yeah. I, so like yeah. he's there to represent Peter, and it makes sense that he would. Yeah, and then absolutely. you know when the other Sp- Spider Mans get in, Spider Men. So it's like, of course, fan service. This is so fun. They got something to do though. Yeah, uh, Tom, right. Like like the, our Peter Tom Holland could not do it alone. And I think, um, sorry, sorry, Micah. Well, I I just the the Spider Men in this movie are really hitting the point, both of them, that. Peter, you can't have it all. We've tried as well. Yeah. And you're not yeah. alone. So so they're thematically helping him as a character grow. Definitely. And, you know, Toby prevents him from murdering yeah. Norman Osborn. So, I mean, right. they're, they're doing stuff. They're not just... I mean, Matt Murdock is maybe the closest to just like a throwaway cameo, but it also feels bigger than that to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were yeah, about to say like- something. Uh, I was going to say, the only thing I want to say is when you can tie in character and, and the action just so seamlessly, and I think the perfect example of that is when he goes to meet the admissions lady on the bridge. Uh-huh. That is him trying yeah. to help his friends as Peter, as Spider-Man, getting derailed by Doc Ock while still trying to complete a goal as Peter and also Spider-Man simultaneously. I think any sequence like that is 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 what I look for in a Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah. Even, it goes above and beyond what I look for in a Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I thought it was great. Well, and, and that was the bell I was ringing when we saw Far From Home, which is like always what you do is you give him like a personal problem mm-hmm. and then it's it's something that he can probably like solve pretty easily, but make mm-hmm. it so that he can't because he has to help other people and stop something from happening. Mm-hmm. To your point, um, you guys have been watching Hawkeye? We're a couple behind. Okay, but, yeah. but you know, th- what I think they did so geniusly, and this is not spoiling anything, is that they made it so personal. He has to get back to his family. He wants oh, to do yeah. Christmas. He, every night he's not there, he's missing a night on their schedule. That, to mm. me, is more important than any tracksuit mafia thing that's going on in the movie. I think that's so beautiful with mm-hmm. how they do that in that show. Definitely, I agree. Yeah. Um. So, Peter, you know, there's there. he goes to the school. Um. The the teachers made a monument for him, which is very <laughs> but I funny. love that that Hannibal's like like your murderer, yeah. you killed him, yeah. <laughs> and they're it's like the to naysayer, look at him. He's yeah. a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and Martin Short is or Martin Starr is like <laughs> not, not Martin Short. <laughs> I love Martin Short's just <laughs> We do need Martin Short though to show but up. Yeah, Martin oh, yeah. Starr like like. Well, he's D- like JV. You know, you can, like he did the whole. You can crawl on the walls. I mean, we're cool with that. Everybody knows you're Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that What's... they gave him a tiny little moment. Yeah, yeah, totally. In the last one, in the last one, as far as I'm concerned, that movie was kind of about Martin Starr and JB Smooth. They had <laughs> yeah. such big roles. It was like a National Lampoon's yeah, Spider-Man was. movie. It was. And then they get relegated to this, and I understand why. But it's just like, oh, I want to. I wish. I wish I was got to see more of everybody in this movie. I know. You know. Yeah. So. But then, oh, wow. uh, basically, I, I believe pretty soon after that, we have the, the coffee shop scene where Ned and Mary Jane and Peter are seeing if they made it into MIT. Well, before that, there's a tiny little montage of you seeing that Peter's not even getting into any of his fallbacks. Right. Yeah. Fallback schools, including right. um, MJ and Ned. So then when they're at the donut shop, they have their MIT letters. They're going to open them on the count of three. They all open them. Did any did any of you have guesses in your head on what was going to happen there? Well, I knew they weren't getting in. Uh, I thought maybe one or two of them might, and it would yeah. break them up. Yeah, 
I, I thought oh, that would make sense. Yeah. I thought MJ was going to be in it, but not the two mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she shook her head, I was like, okay, Ned's definitely in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't call anything in this movie, by the way. It makes sense. I mean, they, you know, they explain right away why they wouldn't get in because you yeah. know, they're in light of recent events. And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so that's when he goes to plead his case with the, um, she's in uh she's in barry isn't she yes she's, his... she's the cop but she's the detective in barry okay that's who she is that was bugging me yeah she's uh, so good and so spider-man shows up and like you're saying it's just this great thing where he wants to help his friends and he's not even concerned about himself yeah again that's spidey right there and he you know knocks on the window and he's trying to explain don't punish them for me mm-hmm Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Does the spell happen first, and then because oh, the, yeah, that's yeah, how? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was there with you, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big moment here that happens. Yeah. It's, so he goes to Doctor Strange. It's a lot different Strange. when you can't take notes during the movie. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he goes to Doctor Strange first. Yeah. To <laughs> the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yes. To and I, I love the, the joke when you when Wong is is I forget he's like Sorcerer Supreme Sorcerer Supreme on and it's on a technicality <laughs> that's just a funny funny joke because Doctor Strange was you know gone for five years yeah um but yeah Doctor Strange is uh, he he is apprehensive to help him right because he's like this is life right yeah but th- then pretty soon he's like okay Wong's gone we can. We can we can try it. We can see. Let's fuck around a little. Yeah, he yeah that's what knuckles. it is. <laughs> Peter says something about like I just you know something about forgetting, and that's what sparks the idea for the spell. Yeah. Oh, because he originally right. asks, "Can we all go back in time so that we can, can fix I, this?" And he's like, "I don't have the time stone anymore." I yeah. think here's why the movie's not perfect to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the reason he's reminded to go see Doctor Strange is he sees a decoration that M- MJ needs to take down at the donut yeah. shop, and it looks like <laughs> Doctor Strange. I have never seen any decoration that looks like that. It's like no. a male witch with a goatee and no. a hat on. I know. Like, I have, what is this? <laughs> no, I think they could have maybe done a little bit of a more obvious one. I don't know. Well, like, yeah. this is the same city. Like, it's not that they have to be best friends. Yeah. He, he's Why like, the decoration? Kid. Yeah, it's just it's kind so of weird. weird. <laughs> he could just remember that Doctor Strange is the guy he spent time with, yeah, exactly. he's fought like, with, and he's also, seen like, what he can do. I, Here's I how know you that, do it. Yeah, I know that, like, <laughs> Peter is, you know, living his own life. He's a kid, and he's having teenage experiences. But, you know, he doesn't have Tony anymore. Uh-huh. So hey. I, he feels like a character that would try to con- stay connected to some of the Avengers if he could. Yeah. And Doctor Strange He's a is right deeply there. Deeply lonely boy. And <laughs> here's my yeah. here's how you fix it though. Okay. You okay. Have like an, you, you, you know, this is the holidays. You know, in Home Alone, where he's sitting at the table uh-huh. and the heads of his families float around him, <laughs> and they go, "Kevin, you're completely helpless. I'm going to feed you to my tarantula." He needed to do that with Doctor Strange in this movie. Yep. Yeah. He just needed to have one of those moments where his head floats. I would have completely bought that. that Honestly, that would have been, awesome. that, that been a right? very Raimi touch, and everyone would have left the movie being like, oh, they, they were just doing like something that would be in the old Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah. Right. The weird ones where uh, Green Goblin dresses as an old woman in a burning building to lure <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> that is such a weird scene. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> he even screams like a, like an old woman in that scene he you does see i just oh, yeah. watched it that's why um when you say vika uh you put 
Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 1 and 2 above this one. Spider-Man 1 is a deeply weird movie it's to very me, like weird. tonally. And I that's why I feel like maybe 2 like cuz it gets a little less weird but it's still kind of weird, but 2 is a kick in the nuts. That like it's just a bummer that movie. Like yeah. everything bad happens to him. So, I don't know where this falls for me. My point is 1 is a weird movie. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. I mean and and the other part about Spider-Man Raimi movie is that is why I like superhero movies. I saw that movie and I was like, huh? This is uh, what? Yeah. Although actually I think I had seen Batman before that, which also I did make a costume and would run around the house. So I guess maybe Batman started it, but it might, I don't remember which one I saw first, but Spider-Man was crazy. And you know, I went to Sam Goody and bought the CD ROMs that had the first 500 issues on. And so my love affair started there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, flashing forward, when I see Tobey Maguire in this movie, yeah, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, there, this is me during, like, and I can't know the listeners can't see, but this is me, like, the whole movie. I'm, like, clutching my breast, like, like an old, <laughs> like, frail woman the whole movie, whenever they popped up on screen, because I would feel, like, a little pain in my chest. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he took off his mask and it's Andrew Garfield, like, oh. It just yeah. kind of hurt. Like, I was having, I had a heart attack that day yeah. in the theater. I did. And then I went to the hospital. It was okay. Just a I, small one. This is, I have to say my quick little anecdote about my theater experience. I brought a ton of pomegranates because we are just <laughs> filled to the gills with pomegranates right now. And so I brought a lot to the theater and I was eating them like the whole movie. And I, I'm wearing this white jacket. And when I get oh, out of no. the theater, I'm just like covered in pomegranate juice. Did it look just, cool though? Did it look not intentional? Really. It, no, oh. it, didn't, it didn't look bloody enough and it didn't uh. look like it was a statement. It was just like, man, I just got pomegranate juice all over me. <laughs> As I'm oh, like kind man. of tearfully watching this movie every now and then. <laughs> Not popcorn. We chose for pomegranate, pomegranate to sneak in a healthy fruit into the movie theaters. Not candy. I, I a healthy it. fruit. It's nature's candy. Uh, that mm-hmm. is that is true. It's basically nature's M&M's. Oh, yeah, Skittles, little maybe. Pods, and you're left yeah. with the fruit that has the little holes in it that looks very strange when it's all said and done. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those yeah. look very strange to me, like a, a pomegranate when it's all done. You know, it's it's like it's scary. all porous. It's like, you know, people, they have that that phobia, like that invisible yeah. man uh-huh. trigger uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a pomegranate, like yeah. a honeycomb. Oh, it kind of, I get it. I get why people are like, oh, when they, yeah. they, uh, they see those patterns. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> not to derail. We have so much to talk about, but I'm sorry. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, he he said, "Oh, do you have that fear where where you know, like you're saying, what I don't remember what it's called, but like if you yeah. see a texture that has up. a bunch of holes in it, like it scares you." And I was like, oh, "I don't think so." And then he showed me the most grotesque picture, and it was like on someone's back. And I was like, well, I'm scared of that. It looks like the person is made of spider webs. <laughs> That's right. so scary to me. But I don't think I'm scared way. of holes. I think yeah, everyone <laughs> should be scared. It's called uh, trypophobia. Yeah. Trypophobia. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, moral of my story, don't bring in food that could stain you while you're sitting in a dark room. <laughs> Probably won't you do that wait, again. <laughs> wait a second. You mean the AMC doesn't have pomegranates at the concessions? <laughs> Under the glass, you you tap it. And you say, "I want that one." They no, break um, it open. Confession time. I snuck this in. Just what, healthy what? foods. Yeah. yeah. What? I hope you're Cinemark, lucky. You're I hope lucky our it's the holidays. Listen. I know, right? 
They slap a lot of wrists during the holidays, so you're lucky. Anyway. So, so he goes to Doctor Strange. And, and Doctor they Strange, cast the spell. Yeah, so he's casting the spell. Um, and Peter messes him up uh, a ton of times. Scooby do this shit, he yes. says to them. He's and, kind of... Oh, go yeah, ahead. No, no, you, please. I was just going to say that I I thought he was really... Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange. It was all so good to me. And I think it's just because he was very vital. What he did affected the story. And when yeah. he, mm-hmm. we didn't need him anymore, he left. So And they like literally trapped him in an area, in a like a portal where he can't help. So yeah. it just... They, they just knew what they were doing. And I remember you telling me before we saw the movie, like anytime Doctor Strange and Spider-Man have to team up to do something in a comic, it's always the most fun. For, for me, it is. Yeah, because Doctor Strange is so serious. Yeah. And, and it's, it's always a thing where he's like, okay, Spider-Man, I'm going to cast this spell and all you have to do is show up here at seven o'clock <laughs> and press this button and then it'll, it'll work. And and Spider Man can like never do the one thing that he needs to do because yeah. he gets distracted or something happens or in the case of this movie he talks during the spell. I think it's a funny juxtaposition too because Peter Parker is like intelligent, like a math minded person, and he just goes to a wizard. So it's just like those two worlds <laughs> yeah. can't work and that's, like work together very well. That's the other fun. Yeah, with, with, you know him being in like mystical worlds and going. Um, but where's the science here? Right. Yeah, I, I, I always love fun. that. Um, I think uh, Cumberbatch is really also like maybe they've just, they've just know who his character is now, and he's a character mm-hmm. like in the first one he was cool. He was like a hotshot surgeon. Then he gets humbled by his accident. Ever since then, like I always compared him to Stark up to that point, and then there's a difference. He's a lot prissier. He's a lot mm-hmm. shorter. With he doesn't suffer fools as gladly as Stark does. Um, and I really think they he's not afraid to look like an asshole either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not yeah. look cool, unlike Stark, I think. And he is he's an antagonist in this movie of sorts. Yeah. Strangers yeah. to Peter. It's great. I yeah. And and that's another thing that I like about this movie. It's such a Marvel thing. And they've they've done a really good job of this throughout this whole MCU, is like, hey, maybe a hero has to be a villain in this movie. Or a villain has to be a yes. hero in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be Civil War where it's like black and white. Mm-hmm. It, it can be, there could be gray areas where he has no choice but to do it for the greater good, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I get his yeah. perspective in yeah, this when movie. when he's like, we got to send him back, but you can't do that or else they'll die. But that's fate. It's like, I don't know, he's kind of right. Maybe yeah. It's, yeah. it's a really tough uh, pill to swallow, but somebody yeah. has to at least propose that that mm-hmm. needs to happen, you know? Well, and he so. just got done telling Tony that there was one chance in like a billion or whatever that they would succeed in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And it was that one chance, which meant the sacrificing of half of the population. Mm-hmm. So Doctor Strange knew that he was going to sacrifice half of the population. So a couple of villains, not a big deal for him. Yeah. In in right. terms of fate. <laughs> yeah. He's fine with that. Right. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of the of Loki, the show. Yeah. That just just like things have to go a certain way because they've been ordained. I mean, there's still a lot to unpack just with that show alone on what's mm-hmm. going on. That I can't think about the show when I watch the movies now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just like that stuff. And they kind of do that in Eternals too, which is like my issue. Funny enough with that movie, but <laughs> anyway, we've we've talked about that one too much. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen. That's actually one of our top top episodes of the year. So people have been listening to that one. People love to hear us nice. rant. They do love that. <laughs> the, 
the, all the rants are in joy this time, though. So mm-hmm. let's get to Dr. Octopus shows up on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Go, Micah. <laughs> Do you not remember? No, I mean, he, he pops up and he's like, hello, Peter. And, and um, everyone goes, whoo, in the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a big fight. And there's mm-hmm. nanotech involved. And how, how do you guys think uh, that went down? Like, how do you think the, the script handled the nanotech with the tentacles and, and Peter's costume? I I mean, I liked it. it it's a little... I, I think some of the solutions for the villains are, are... I mean, they're very fast, I guess, would be my complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can just chalk it up to, like, this is a different universe. There's different... Like, the Spider-Man universe feels much more like ours, and that's where science is at. This one's like way ahead in science. So you bring someone here, they can figure mm-hmm. it out quicker. So wait, so Good yeah, point. this was a little unclear on. So when they're fighting and yeah. um, Doc Ock is a- able, so he's able to like harvest the nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what happens? Uh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I just wanted, I thought that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, he absorbs but, it yeah. into his tentacles uh, just intuitively, and then Peter takes hold with uh, his right. uh, interface. Right. Yeah, uh, Yeah. It is, it is an easy solution. I, I would agree with you, Micah, but I guess there's just not enough narrative room for, <laughs> yeah. for more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I wish there was, but... But and um, since we leave this movie with Peter with no real benefits beyond a smartphone... I, I also feel like, okay, if you want to, if the next movie he's just like, oh, yeah, I invented this thing that can make my suit do everything, I would be very disappointed. Yeah. But if they want to do the last hurrah, ton of technology, and then the next movie it's like ground level, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, that feels trilogy. good to me. Yeah, like start, yeah. like new trilogy, he's, he's yeah, perfect. I, I'm with you on that. New suit, it, I love the new suit at the end. I feel mm-hmm. like oh, he yeah. was inspired by Garfield Spider-Man. To a certain degree. Oh yeah, I like shininess. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I love where it ends too. Just big time. But uh, um, oh, how do you, what do you think about how this bridge sequence ends? Okay, because another character comes on, and I thought like, what for me? You don't always have to be so ceremonious about a character's entrance, but you better believe when it comes to a character like Green Goblin, mm-hmm. I want I want a grand entrance. And how do you feel about his entrance into this movie? Um, why did because it was really short and really brief, mm-hmm. and so why did Peter go have to go away at that point? I can't remember. Strange pulls him away, and then oh, he imprisons right. uh, Doc Ock. He shows him, "Hey, this is the setup, the the plot of the movie here. I'm going to give you the gauntlet and all that stuff." Yeah. If anything, yeah. how I feel about Green Goblin, it's like, well, to Peter, it wouldn't be a big deal. That's why it right. wasn't. Yeah, to, to Tom yeah. Holland, oh, yeah, so like, like that. Good that's point. why it wasn't yeah. huge. But I I understand like you know as that being like the first one, it's like oh that's it. Yeah, I, I, I almost feel like it would have it would have been maybe like for your point, Dan. If if we see the Goblin bomb and then he's ripped out, and and oh, and yeah. the. The first appearance is him in the alley, like smashing his mask. Cause yeah. I like I like that appearance. It felt more like Sam Raimi. I, I wish mm. I actually wish that sequence was like a it, minute. It just felt rushed to me. Yeah. I think all of Norman's subplot feels rushed. And it to me it was the to once again the most interesting. So I felt a little mm-hmm. tiny bit disappointed by that. I hate to say it. Yeah. I, I think it would have been nice speaking about the alley scene. So so there's a scene where we see Goblin. And he looks at his green goblin mask and he smashes it and he's like, That's not me. And he's he's kind of going style. Yeah. 
And um, I I did feel a little pang of it would have been cool if they had made this sequence a pinch longer and we could have had something that was like 10% of the mirror scene in Spider-Man mm-hmm. where he's looking in the mirror for those who don't remember and he's talking as Goblin then as Norman. It's like a, you know, Schmeagol and Gollum mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. And, yeah. and really just one scene of that and I think that could have maybe made the Norman stuff hit a little harder. Yeah. Agreed. Because this one um, is relying on you just to know what he was in the other movie, which is fine. We all know, but it's this movie doesn't really earn him exactly in they don't, that way. And they don't develop him much beyond where they left him in the first movie. I guess they don't really do it for the other guys as much either, but he's the, he's the biggest foe of Spider-Man. So I was yeah. kind of hoping, give him a little... And, and where his mind is, you could, you could argue that it's even worse than it was before in terms of the struggle between the identity of Goblin yeah. and, and Norman Osborn. So yeah, even more of the Smeagol-Gollum thing. I would have liked to just see one or one more scene of that maybe two yeah five six seven (laughs) yeah i feel like he kind of disappears at a point like Uh once everything happens to aunt may from then we don't really see him until like the big fight scene yeah which i know they have a lot of ground to cover so i just think it all like falls on they just don't have time right but isn't it funny how at the end of the in the final battle, and I know I'm skipping forward, but it seems like the villains wait for like the first three to get foiled before he flies in. Like he could have yeah, flew yeah. in earlier, but the movie's like, you just wait in the wings here, Green mm-hmm. Goblin. We're not ready for you yet. <laughs> Weird how movies do that still. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, so here's something that popped into my head. Tell me if this is a good pitch or a bad pitch. For okay. for a future thing that could happen in one of these movies. Is they so they establish in this movie they have a conversation where they're like Norman Osborn there's no Osborn company in this like you know there's no Oscorp there's no so they have established verbatim like that is not a company in this world i here's an idea this could be like the next movie or the 5th movie or the 18th movie or whatever <laughs> but they start a guy named Norman Osborn shows up different actor mm-hmm. and he's in the MCU and he starts building this company and I, I don't know how the villain structure would work, but the whole time Peter is trying to prevent this company from being made because he knows who yeah. he could be. Yeah. His fate, yeah. But he's also struggling with, like, maybe Norman Osborn isn't actually doing anything wrong. I like that a lot, Micah. That's great. Like, Do you think, uh, like, it would be cool if by him trying to steer him on a better path in this reality, it actually steers him towards becoming Green Goblin? Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. He's like, he's keeping his morality in check just from afar. Just like, yeah. I'm, I'm watching you, Norman, but you don't know it. And then maybe he he slips up every now and then, you know? I like yeah. that a lot. It's, yeah. it's very psychological. Yeah. I and dig it. There's even the, the possibility that, you know, there's so many different versions of different goblins in, in the comic book. So even without going away from the comics the movie could have this goblin that's attacking everybody and he looks up, finds Norman Osborn, but this guy doesn't uh, have anything to do with goblins. I like know? that too, man. And you could have a Green Goblin slash Hobgoblin movie going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Great. And then maybe it does drive it to him. I mean, Feige, yeah. we know you're an avid listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know you're listening, man. Just, you know, give give them a cause a call, man. Maybe bring throw us me in a for a pitch. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in on it too. Great, great. <laughs> All right. 
No, like I was wondering when they're going to bring in Oscorp into the MCU. Me too. And it, it would, wouldn't it be weird if uh, just after what it wouldn't it be weird if it like after the snap it just appeared and everyone's like that didn't exist before did it it's, it's the one thing that just pops huh. up yeah. oh yeah i don't know how but it's like an yeah. anomaly yeah. yeah that would be interesting i don't know how that would work but that'd be, that'd be so cool well and i like and micah's then, idea yeah i like yeah I'm, i like it too <laughs> but the, the other <laughs> the other one that i think would be cool before this movie came out like right after far from home john watts said I, i'd l- really love to make craven the hunter yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, is a is he's just like a safari guy who hunts, and I kind of lame on paper. On paper. lame on paper, but cool when you read about him. And I thought, man, it would be cool if this was before we knew what this movie was going to be. That if the plot of this movie was like, okay, his identity is revealed, somebody hires Craven the Hunter to track him down, and that's the, it's like a chase yes. movie. That's uh, I read a fake synopsis and he was part of it and it involved Peter going to jail and almost getting murdered in jail and oh. I thought that was a very interesting. Uh, if I find it, I'll forward it to you. But yeah. I'm just so glad that this is what we got instead because that was yeah. a way dark uh, plot yeah. that I read. Yeah, uh, interesting though. <laughs> but Craven was in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next. I I still think they could do something like that with the, yeah. a, a future movie and use Craven, but apparently Sony's making a solo Craven movie. Which oh. Just stop That's, making villain movies yeah. without the heroes. Morbius, no thanks. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really bummed that I have to pay attention to Morbius because he's part of the bigger picture. You know? Yeah. I'm well, bummed. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of argue against that in a little bit. Really? Once okay. we get to the post-credit scene. Well, we know you're a big 30 <laughs> Seconds to Mars fan, and you're a big Leto <laughs> apologist, so this should be interesting. Uh. No, I'm just... <laughs> and that's your teaser to listen through the entire episode. Yep. yep. Um, what if I wanted to break? Laugh it all off in your face. <laughs> those are lyrics. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I know those lyrics. <laughs> uh, okay, That's the only uh, 30 Seconds to Mars song I know. Hey, I will just say I went through a phase, and we're gonna keep moving forward. Um, I'll admit. So judgment here. (laughs) Okay, they've cast the spell. Alfred Molina's shown up. We've seen Green Goblin. Hmm. Uh, Electro's next, right? uh, He's got to start capturing them. They already got Lizard Dude. Like we don't see him get caught, but like Doctor Strange has already captured him. So yeah, then we. So now, like he, you said, unfortunate that they had to stick to the design that they made in Amazing Spider-Man One on the lizard. Yeah, I don't think he looks great. Looks he pretty looks bad. Like, uh, pretty bad. He looks like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> he, oh my gosh! With that's the so tail. True. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's a part where it's like a close up on him, and of course the texture's all there, but it's almost mm-hmm. like that's all they could do. I mean, that's how they kept the movie at two hundred. And you got yeah. it, I yeah. keep it one hundred personally, but what you got the inimitable Reese Iphens, and you you got him hiding behind CG. But no, here's the funny thing: he what the funny thing is he does get cured at the end. Spoilers, mm-hmm. big time spoilers, guys. Yeah. He gets the lizard cure, and he turns into Reese Iphens, and he's mm-hmm. totally nude, and he's on the Statue of Liberty, and that's the only day he came in. I think yeah was to just yes. get naked and cower on the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Same yeah. with that, I forget that the Sandman Tom, guy's name, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, right? But at least now, he got to wear clothes. Yeah, I liked this element. Re- when he turns to human form, I will put down money. That is all Spider-Man three footage. That is not really? Thomas Hayden Church today. Oh wow! Oh really? It's, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he did voice work only, and uh-huh. the, 
I just hear he's kind of, I don't want to talk out of school. I hear he's just kind of difficult, maybe really? more difficult than some of the other actors uh, in this movie. So I feel like they're like the less THC we have in this movie, the better. Oh, that's probably interesting. What they're, they're thinking, but I don't know. I don't want to speak for the producers, but it just yeah. seems like I didn't even know. I didn't even think it was his voice when he first comes in. And let me, I because we're, we're pretty much there, right? It's yeah, the yeah, Electro, Electro and Sandman. I laughed. That was another part when Flint Marco just shows up and he's like, hey, it's me, Flint Marco. Remember me, Spider-Man? <laughs> I'm here to help you. I thought that was so like contrived. Like what are the yeah, yeah. Like, he's here at the same time as Electro here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that part made me laugh. But his voice like. Jared was like, he sounds like he's been chain smoking for the last since <laughs> Spider-Man three. I was like, I don't even think that's his voice. But yeah, he's sure enough is in this. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like him. I think he's something's happened. Old yeah, maybe, THC. Maybe. yeah. Well, what what was interesting was uh, as the movie's going on, you know, he was only in his sand form the whole movie. And I just thought like, oh, this feels very like COVID-19 maybe. Like he just was, mm. maybe he's high risk or something and he's just voiceovering at home. That Like that's where my mind went. But I have to say, I think the impact of him turning human at the movie would not would have been lessened if he turned into human any other point in the movie. Because mm-hmm. when he was cured and turned human, I know Sandman can switch back and forth, but it just felt like it, it that took away the like COVID out of it and made it like, I think, that that just is more impactful. And it takes away the human out of it. And I think maybe for the better, the same way they did it with like, let's say Colossus in the X-Men movies, he, he was a human guy who would take that form. And then in Deadpool, he's just a cartoon. And yeah. maybe we we prefer Sandman as that. We, we don't need as many layers to uh, Flint Marco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flint Marco. Yeah, just the name. Just say it again, Flint Marco. I mean, come on. Flint Marco and Max Dillon teaming yep. up again. Oh, with Otto oh. Octavius, Green Goblin. Are these all these are all um Stanley and Steve Ditko creations? I don't think we have anything outside of them. Uh, I know. Well, yeah, li- yeah, that's all. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all the first like 35 issues of The Amazing Spider-Man. You're going to see all those characters. Oh, that's fun. Invented. I think I think this next trilogy and I I know Jer agrees with me. Uh, co-host of 90 Under 90, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's going to be a McFarlane trilogy, baby. Venom. He thinks, uh, and I agree, it's going to be three movies of Venom. What do you guys think? Oh, I don't know. Big arc. Big I, arc. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I I think I don't want that, but that doesn't mean they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, mean, like, I would I, like a multi-movie arc with Venom because that yeah. suit is such a, you know, a huge part of his history. But uh, yeah, it could get redundant after a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but I, I'm not throwing shade at Venom. But mm-hmm. after having read a lot, a lot of comics, I kind of think Venom is—he looks really cool. But he's like—I would probably put him like in the 20s or 30s of Spider-Man villains. Wow. I, I'm like, but I know I know that people love him, and that's kind of a hot take. But ah. I, I understand. He's like he's kind of like the Boba Fett of uh, of the Spider Man <laughs> yeah, Rose <yeah>. Gallery. <laughs> I do like the the writer Dan Slott, who's written most of Spider Man, and he's controversial, but he's my favorite writer. He he did some cool stuff with Venom that I really liked that just wouldn't translate well to film. I don't think. And le- actually, it would only work if it was several movies. Does he become a lawyer and it's just all courtroom scenes, just like <laughs> drama? 
And there's no action at all? <laughs> Not quite. Because I'd be into that, honestly. If it was like the Rainmaker, but with Venom, you know. I mean, we I do need we do need a uh, a full on John Grisham like Matt Murdock movie. No Daredevil. I mean, it's sure. just yeah. It's just like him. I would watch that. You sit in a courtroom. You see Matt Murdock, who's fine. He's got the sunglasses in the courtroom. It's a little disrespectful, but he's blind. Whatever. And you see Venom come in, and he's got a suit and a tie. He takes a seat. He opens his briefcase, looks over his notes. I would love that. Yeah, personally. that would be great. <laughs> okay, but back to this movie. Um, you know, okay, so they get to capture bad guys. And, I mean, they've captured him. Can we just say they've captured him? MJ and Ned are mm-hmm. helping. The dynamic of those three actors in all three of the movies is just... Great chemistry. I mean, one would say great chemistry, like the chemistry that Peter Parker's so good at, or they're just electric like Electro, Max oh. Dillon. Oh! Okay. Yeah. Shit! Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so... <laughs> They're, when they get everyone there, that's when Doctor Strange comes back and is like, I made this box, push this button, they all get they sent all go back. back. Yeah. And therefore they would die because they all they they real they realize that all of them I love disappeared this yeah. right before Spider Man did whatever he was gonna do that would result mm-hmm. in their demise. Yeah. I, I love I love all three uh, not all three, all five of them kind of being like, Well, you know, I was doing this thing and then um Wait uh, a minute. And then I showed up here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that was cool. Like, they're all just kind of going. And it's like, a, just like, a, I compared this movie to Endgame a lot in that Endgame, we're going to play the hits. We're going to revisit mm-hmm. some of the oldies here. And we're even going to redeem some of the shit, i.e. Thor mm-hmm. the yeah. Dark World. Yeah, That's how I Absolutely. felt about this. So just to play in that nostalgia lane, even whether it's villains, whether it's the Spider-Man, I'm all for it in this movie. It, it gets meta. It gets just uh that's the i don't usually accept this kind of stuff you know where they get too self-referential but i thought the balance was just right you know yeah and actually i think right before this is when we get norman osborne because uh peter tracks him to feast because well it may calls him and says that she found one and we see him and he just looks like a frail confused guy who's not doing well mentally and it's like, but I think that's the guy. So they take him to the lair. And um, I really like this too, where Doc Ock is like, you're dead. Like you're a ghost. You should right, be And that's here. what like jumpstarts that whole conversation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I just, I love that. And then, yeah. yeah, it just gets into the whole like, oh, maybe like we did see Norman smash the mask. Like maybe he will be better. But of course we've all seen Lord of the Rings and that doesn't happen. <laughs> so when is he going to go crazy again? Yeah. And we, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I just uh, to go back to your feast, the feast moment. I mean, this is when Aunt May like really w- hits it for me because she's mm-hmm. like, this guy just needs help. You, mm-hmm. you got to help him. And Peter's like, no, we got to get him back and we're going to send them back. And she's she goes, like, does that help him or does that help you? Oh, Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've always been reluctant about Aunt May in this series because I, I like a, an old woman, Aunt May. <laughs> not not a very very attractive woman who's still attractive after all these years, mm-hmm. but I I tried to let it go before this movie because I thought you know what don't be that guy these are adaptions they're supposed to be different mm-hmm. and so when I sat down and watched it this time I was like 
Yeah, she her performance was wonderful, was. and she really and her performances were good before. Yes, that too, they were. But they were. I I get what you're because I'm in the same boat as you with that. Yeah, but she really did. That's why she's my MVP. I mean, I mean, she provided what Spidey needs, yeah. and she she did those classic Aunt Mayisms. You know, I was wondering how they were going to do the great power. My theory was oh, that to- yeah. Toby was going to be the one to tell mm. because Andrew didn't never got that. Literally what Martin Sheen says in amazing is you have a moral obligation to do right, <laughs> yeah. which is just a remix of, yeah, of that right. saying. Um, so I was hoping Toby would be like, you know, and, and say it like this. Our uncle Ben once said with great power comes oh, great yeah. to unite them all. But I like how they did it in this. Don't get me wrong to yeah. may say it and to say it more faithfully to the comics, her phrasing is more verbatim. Yes. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Um, her death oh, is so yeah. tragic. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get to that. Well, so Dr. Strange and Peter fight over the cube Yeah. and yeah. they go into, oh, I yeah, forget what he calls that. it, but it's just like the mirror a- dimension. Mirror yep, dimension? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, he, like, Dr. Strange... I want to spend all my time in the mirror dimension. I love <laughs> really, that place. It looks freaking terrifying. So, there... <laughs> Dr. Strange takes him there because he has control over this world. Basically, Peter's helpless. He'll get the cube. But Peter, being math-minded, does some math and finds out he can stop Dr. Strange. And he does his thing. And he's like, I'll come back for you when I'm done. <laughs> so, he gets the cube and um, he gives it to MJ... And she's like, if I don't hear from you, I'm pressing the button because he's going to go with all of the bad guys to Happy's condo and figure out how to fix them. Yeah. Great. Great summary. One thing Uh, that I'm going to cut in real quick is that I did see Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange. He he tweeted, and I was just happy to see it because he left Doctor Strange 2 over creative differences and you're always like oh no you know what happened and he tweeted like oh i was happy to see that like our visual language and doctor strange was in this movie and i was like okay cool maybe he's yeah uh, it doesn't sound like he's bitter you know he's no yeah that's i i love what he did i love yeah he's a class act because he's like to step aside and let raimi come in it's (laughs) just uh (laughs) classy move man and i can't wait for that one he's the black phone that looks great oh my god oh my goodness which Whoa. I have looks so avoided scary. watching trailers of. All I need to know, Scott Derrickson and Ethan Hawke. And oh, Joe man. Hill. Oh, and Joe Hill. Yeah. So you My didn't see the sold. trailer, Jordan? No, I think I saw oh. like part of it. It's chilling. But yeah. yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm surprised that I haven't seen it in the theaters. We'll see it by, with, by on screen for go. sure. Yeah, for I would, sure. I would love that. But Speaking yeah. of trailers, back to this. Uh, post credit, they've never done this in the Marvel universe. I love this, and uh, to Tom Holland said he wanted to be compared to like Marty McFly with his Peter. Mm-hmm. In more ways than one, you get that in this. In this one, it picks up right where the last one was, much like Back to the Future Two. And yeah. at the very end of this movie, you get a, a cut together teaser of the next movie. As far as I'm concerned, in the continuity, much like Back to the Future Three, that trailer yeah. at the end of Two. I'm like, this is how you do it, man. Like, <laughs> you should premiere trailers at the end of every Marvel movie. As far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Now, I I do have to issue a correction though. They did. I think it was what what was the movie before Avengers? You're right. You're right. They the did do a trailer. The post credit scene was the the trailer to Avengers. But You're that's totally the only right. other time. Yeah. They yep. haven't done it the whole time until now. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yep. Good one. Good. 
<laughs> totally forgot. Yeah, that that was that got us amped up. You know, they should. Oh yeah. I know they they can't. We don't always have that luxury where they have one in the can and they could cut right. together. But right. man, no, that it was, was just great. so cool. Yeah. Well, and and you know sometimes like I don't know like the in the the post credit scenes in Eternals. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess you're gonna make more Eternals movies. That's great i guess yeah and we're required because we have this podcast to watch them cool and this one was a little yeah i guess the trailer was kind of exciting i I didn't really think of it in that way but yeah just i just want to see like what what Raimi's gonna do yeah direction wise and you just you see that shot of him walking up the stairs at the sanctum and it's flooded with like Mm -hmm. this like pond and it's all dreary and boggy and it looks very atmospheric and Mm -hmm. really cool it's like uh, I remember Derrickson saying it was going to be a horror movie straight up, and now I think they're going to maybe kind of split the difference. It's like it's yeah. it's kind of a horror movie, guys. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that reminds me of something else I wanted to say about this movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we're in the Sanctum Sanctorum, it's all covered in snow, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about all of any any blockbuster movie uh, that has this amount of fandom is when people see trailers. And you, when you saw the trailers of this movie, you see Doctor Strange like in a in a sweatshirt and you see snow and the the world just goes like, "Oh, that must mean" and they start pulling comic books where like ice yep. storms have happened. And they're like, "This this 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 happened." And then you watch the movie and it's just my favorite when they're like, "Oh yeah, we opened up a portal and a blizzard came through." <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that, fans? Yeah, yeah. Just calm didn't down. Didn't even need to pull out your books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes me so happy, and it never fails to happen. At least like at least once per every Marvel movie, mm-hmm. where people pick apart this one thing, and it's just nothing. Yeah, or it's like a throwaway joke. But we're we're we're, we're plugging along. He's trying to f- uh, to fix the the villains. So he has. At Happy's condo, he kept a machine that replicates things. Yeah, a replicator from next of generation, of yes. course. <laughs> Earl so <that's>... Grey, hot. <laughs> Sorry. So that's how they're able. He's able to work on everybody. Uh huh. And so he's he's trying to make fixes, and then basically the Green Goblin side of Norman takes over, causes chaos. Pretty. I mean, the action in this movie. For the most part, pretty decent, and I pretty much yeah. liked it. I particularly thought the web swinging and just the way he was doing stuff, all of them, as Spider-Men and using their webs was particularly exciting, action-wise. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, hear that they borrowed a move from the PS4 game in this movie? No, I did not hear that. It's the part where Norman snaps, and just before that, I needed to, the, the the Spidey sense sequence where it's like POV was so ch- oh, like suspenseful, so that cool. was great. Yeah, that was great. But um, they did the, the dolly does, zoom. Yeah, the movie does is where he uh, he whips a he jumps up in the air, he whips a guy, and then he spins them over his head like three sixty, slams them onto the pavement, and then stomps their abdomen. And he does that to Norman on the balcony when they're fighting at Aunt May's place. Oh yeah. So oh. the video game fans are like, woo. Ooh, yeah, they, cool. they they tip their hat to that. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they have this this pretty decent fight. I dig mm-hmm. it, and then we get did down. Did you mention that Duck Ock gets fixed? No, we did not. No, we did not. And Electro that. almost got fixed. I know when so, when he gave him that right. thing, and they're like, "You got to charge it." I was like, "Oh crap!" But what I love <laughs> suspenseful about, moment. Yeah, but I, I think what they did really well with Jamie Foxx's character is 
pretty much all he's talking about is how different he feels in this world. Like he feels uh-huh. more powerful and mm-hmm. it's like almost as if he was given the second chance. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, he found out he was about to die. And so he's like, well, I don't, I don't want to die, but I also, so I just, he, you can, he, the, the acting is good where you can kind of see where he's torn of like, I have to do this if I want to live. Mm-hmm. But the whole time think- he's like, I want to rip this thing off of me. Yeah, I think a lot of movies, they run the risk of being a little, let's say, sloppy when a character makes a change just based on verbal responses, not action, not any stimuli aside from just somebody introducing an idea to them. I think in this case, it works. It, it, it What it does, it polarizes these villains here in this room. Mm-hmm. Some of them decide they don't want the fate that Peter's decided for them by fixing them and others decide that they do. But uh yeah i was just gonna say when it's not action and it's verbal and now in this case just norman explaining to them that it's mm-hmm. a gift and not a curse it, it runs the risk of being sloppy but yeah. you it was all earned right you guys yeah. would agree yeah, yeah. Okay. definitely but i i get what you're saying for sure and like it sounded like sandman which is kind of his reason with spider-man 3 too is like he, he he continues to fight against everybody because he's just like i want to see my daughter yeah and it's like i don't know maybe you could have it's just a little sloppy. Fix you, but what I mean, there's so many cooks in this. You just you gotta yeah, let them right. fly around as sand. That's it's a miracle we got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What we, as good as we did. You right. Know? I, there's so yeah. many turns where it it could have just gotten so bad, and and I think this scene, but before before this Aunt, this big climactic scene with Aunt May, there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is simmering down a little bit, and it's Spider Man, and I'm enjoying it, but this isn't like. This is I don't know that this is going to be my favorite of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. But then pretty much right after that, it picked back up and I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I am yeah. here for all of this. Well, I think because it happens so often in movies where it's like we have to do all X, Y, and Z. And then you're just as a viewer, it's just like, okay, well, okay, they did that part. Now I got to yeah. do this other part. That's going to take like 15 minutes. And, and you're like, this can't be the big exactly. set piece, so it's not going to work. And, and then they, they got to do it again. they completely just you know? threw that out after the scene yeah. you know so i think yep. i think that's just good writing the only th- the like as a writer i have the writer mind too i'm in the theater i'm like well aunt may just died so something needs to pick the audience back up or the rest of this movie is going to be a real bummer i know mm. that garfield and toby are going to be that shot in the mm-hmm. arm that we need and any minute now they're going to come in so i can deal with this terrible terrible death in this movie right. here yeah that's but, that's great she, so, she tries to walk it off and that's the worst part for yeah. me yeah Oh, yeah. It well, just yeah, breaks my heart. It was so when that scene happens, Green Goblin comes in and he shoots his whatever that thing is called. What is it called? The thing that he rides on? Oh, his glider? The his glider. glider. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was called. So he shoots that into Aunt May and it hits her and it's like, oof, that hurts. Yeah. And she's not a superhero. So, like, what is actually going to happen to her? Yeah. But, I, but then, in my head, I'm like, well, you, they'll never kill Aunt May. That, well, that's what I thought too. But then, you know, she's walking. She seems really coherent. She does seem mm-hmm. hurt, but she'll be fine. And then, you know, it, she turns for the worst, like, really quickly. And it's like, oh, yeah, there were, like, blades on that thing. There yeah. was no way she could have survived. I thought it's like it's a great way to handle it because we're so used to the person lying there, dying, getting their last words out. They mm-hmm. handled the deaths differently. I mean, she still got those last words out, but we did not see that fall coming uh, quite when it happens. Uh, yeah, that's a great way, just a great way to handle a character's death. I think just yeah. less, a little less predictable, you know. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time I cried in the movie. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I think it might have been for me too. Because yeah. uh, I mean, and it was I was starting to tear up like when when she started saying like it's you and me, Peter. It's you and me. It's you and me. And then when she says you know, you know he's like I'm I, doesn't he say something to the effect of like okay I'm got to end it now and she goes no Peter with great power there must also come great responsibility and I'm like oh man oh, <laughs> and you know bef- right before we went and saw this I was talking about how and and we all know why it's because we were oversaturated with with great power comes great responsibility but I was like it is kind of weird that the crux of Spider-Man is pretty much absent from this series like mm. Uncle Ben dying is just and and I think it was the right choice for the time in history, but like, you know, it's kind of like okay, at some point they need to address that because mm-hmm. that's why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. But then, and, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, I was just reading just before this podcast you, uh, to rewind during the Doctor Strange fight, and this is mm-hmm. something we should talk about: is when he separates his soul from his body, he still can use his body to dodge Doctor Strange's uh, movements. Mm-hmm. Now, I was talking to Jer about that. We're scratching our heads. How, how do you explain that? Is it just spider sense? And the article I read was interesting. It was Peter needs this moment in his life to become the Spider Man that he needs to be. Almost uh. physically and biologically. Oh. Wow. Um, so, uh, granted, that part with the with the body moving happens before May's. Who knows what he could have done? Is what I'm saying. If he maybe earned that moment, if you buy into what this guy in this article mm. I read is saying, I like that idea. Like I like that he he's not quite even fully formed yet until May. She has to die for him to become wow, the true yeah. Spider Man. You know? Yeah. I gotta, oh, I gotta think about that yeah. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then, then she dies, and I was like dumbfounded by this moment. I, mm-hmm. I just never thought that they would do something like that. Yeah. and 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 I didn't think that they would do it, and I would think that was good storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, because when they it happened, it, they make it worth it. The, it by the it's end. worth it, and it it now becomes like we we were both saying like it's the Uncle Ben moment. But now it's yep. Aunt May gives it to him, and that's just like it's amazing. Yeah. I, I I can't believe they pulled that off. Yeah, yeah. Marvel does those nice like little remixes, but the always almost always for the better, right? Yeah. Like compared to the source material, and in this case, yeah. Definitely for the better, and and I I think uh, I did cry, and it, but now I'm trying to I'm remembering my emotions. I was pissed, like I I think oh, I had yeah. a napkin in my hand and I like I crushed it and I slammed <laughs> it on the ground. And I think part of it was because Norman, you don't even fucking know May. Like I don't think it's earned that you get to kill her. Oh yeah. Whether you're that's Spider-Man's a good biggest foe in any universe, that's fine. Yeah. But in this particular narrative, you're not shit to Peter Parker. How come you get to be the guy? You know. I, think, I was kind of yeah, mad about that. I totally get that. And if anything, yeah, because that it's always interesting to find out like who kills the person. It, it does matter in comic mm-hmm. books. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least he was the one villain that Peter trusted for a moment. Yeah. In this yeah. movie. I mean, I know that that's, that's where like, another scene that with Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Even like with Willem Dafoe and Aunt May, like just yes. the two of them could have really benefited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Story, yeah, yeah. Maybe probably not any deleted. I think. Do you think? Like, I haven't been checking out the Blu-rays, but there are there are a lot of deleted scenes when it comes to MCU movies today. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they all end up in the movie. Like I know. they know exactly what they're doing now. They measured it yeah. out. And-, and Disney feels like they're at a level where they're like nothing else exists 
And so, like, <laughs> yeah, once it's presented yeah, right. to you, everything else is gone. If right. they do deleted <laughs> scenes, they put them in the movie so they can re-release it. Yeah, in theaters because that, that's what they did with Endgame. There was like three extra minutes. Oh, was there? Oh shit! Yeah, okay. and and it's nothing that like affects the plot. There's just a fun sequence where Spider-Man attacks some, not attacks, but he, there's bank robbers and he stops them. Oh. And then there's like a couple cool. other little things. Um, but back to, back to this movie when Strange dangles over the Grand Canyon for he says twelve hours. Uh, yeah, I could I couldn't help but think of Ragnarok, which is like one of our favorites in this household. We watch it like every couple of months uh, <laughs> when Loki when Loki is at the Sanctum Sanctorum and he says, "I've been falling for thirty minutes." I feel like there was a callback to like oh, Strange suspended him. I love that because uh, yeah, we great. always yeah, that's that funny. at home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that happens. May dies. Uh. Then we cut to MJ and Ned are at Ned's house. Oh, this yeah, this is the MJ. <laughs> this is the moment. So MJ's trying to get a hold of Peter because she's just like, I don't know, I'm gonna press this button. He's not getting back to me like I told him. And then Ned does something with the hands because he's got um, Doctor Strange's rings. Ring. And they set it up earlier where he was like, my grandma says we have magic oh, in the I family. Love, yeah, he's like, yeah, my <laughs> hands get kind of numb sometimes. And he's like, you should probably see a doctor. <laughs> and I was though going back to how they really settled into the Doctor Strange humor. That response, that, uh-huh. that quippy, that to me yeah. is totally on brand with the new with who he is now, don't like, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a prissy kind of smart ass. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Strange. just like, oh, you could never be magical. Like you, you have yeah. a you have a problem. You need to go see right. someone. Yeah. But uh, he does something with his hands, and we see that little little sparks. And then he does open a portal by saying, "I I wish Peter was here," something like, like that. Show me Peter. Show right, me something Peter. Like that. And we do see the silhouette of what could be Peter. And he walks towards them, gets inside, and he is wearing a Spider-Man suit. So it's like it could be him. But I mean, everyone in the audience is like, "That's not his suit." Yeah. So and he's taller and he's taller, um, takes off the mask. And it's Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah. Everyone goes crazy. And yeah. even though it wasn't Toby, th- you know, when that happened, my brain is like, okay, Toby's got to be in this, that's right? What I, that's what I'm thinking. But I'm also like, <laughs> I didn't realize that I'd be this excited to see him. Me too. Yeah. And, and I just felt like they friggin' did it, which yeah. is funny because it's like I felt that way when all the villains entered this, the arena <laughs> yeah. and it's like they did it. But it's like, yeah. no, they really did it. But and, and there's this great yeah. sequence, <laughs> like and and what what actually astounded me in this movie is they managed to treat each Spider-Man the way that those their their movies treated them. Mm-hmm. So like Andrews is much more quippy, and and like that sequence where Mary Jane says, "Hey, prove that you're Spider-Man," and he just jumps and puts just his fingertips. And she's like, "That's not proof enough," and he goes. What are you talking about? He's like, no one can do this. (laughs) And then he starts crawling around. He gets the cobweb. She's throwing bread at him and stuff. I'm like, this is so playing off of that version of Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, then, uh, I mean, do we are we are we good with Amazing Spider-Man? Should we move on, or do we want to? Yeah, just like when I saw Garfield, like I start to feel a tingle in my heart, and then seconds go by. <laughs> Your spider Tony sense Lark is going in. off. Exactly, the Peter tingle, and that's when the tears really come in. I didn't. Yeah, I, I was not expecting on... that either when Tobey Maguire comes in. 
And I, I love like, that. I'm surprised. I love that he came as Tobey Maguire. He came <laughs> like, as Peter Parker. It's, he's not wearing a suit and and everything because now all these questions are going off in my head. Like, how right. come he's not wearing a suit? What was he doing the moment that he was brought into this world? Like, what's going on? Why is he here? Why is he older? When Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. like seemingly the same age? Yeah, you know, I'd have to know Good all these question. things. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it was it was such an unbelievable moment. I mean, yeah. it, it yeah. hit me so hard. That's the second time I cried. And, um, <laughs> you know, he walks out, he, he's wearing just normal clothes. And mm. like I was just saying with Amazing Spider-Man, they treat him like the Raimi movies treat him, which is like he's, he's he, I mean, that's like the best version of Peter Parker we've ever got on screen. And so they're emphasizing the Peter Parker of it, the, the normalness yeah. of it, the normalcy of it all. It's- and... It's just great. But he does, and they get into this a little bit later, which is so good. They they really expound on, like, he is older and he is wiser. Yeah. Like, he yeah. has understanding in his eyes, and he is able to give advice. I mean, I know Andrew is, <laughs> what too. What a crazy but, like, world we live in that this great. movie exists. <laughs> right? And everyone likes it. I know. Except for, like, two <laughs> yeah. film critics. Everybody Almost likes unanimously, it. yeah. It's number eight on IMDb right now. Holy crap. I mean... It's not the eighth best movie ever made. I but know, but that's people yeah. are excited. Yeah. That just shows yeah. how excited yeah. people are. Totally. But take us through your Toby moment. Me? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, well, he's dressed like the youth pastor. He shows up. Yeah, he's looking yeah. like a little. Like he looks a little worn. And if you read mm. anything like in the press, maybe Toby's been, had a few drinks and he's been gambling mm. a little bit over the years. But we're just happy to see him mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. as Spider Man. Who cares? But uh, I, I love the way he played off of Garfield, just to, and the other two guys. Um, well, like like you said, Micah, totally true to the character for both of them. I was very uh, impressed how they captured their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering though. Um, when he opens the portals, it almost makes it seem like he's getting them from their own universes, but they're just walking the streets of their New York. They just happen to do the shortcut with the portal, right? Uh, yeah, and pull them closer. And I was wondering where MJ was, Kirsten Dunst, because yeah. like he looks a little worn. I'm like, did he get divorced like Peter right. B. Parker in right. Spider-Verse? My favorite Spider-Man uh, ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Would have been cool ragged. if Jake Johnson showed up in this movie. Like, I like, would like, love that. Even like physically, yeah. like, no, and, and he was representing that not, guy? Not even right. like, he's not Spider-Man. Oh. Like, it's just Jake Johnson was like oh. in the movie or, okay. or on the radio. Like, we don't see him. Uh, yes that would be cool yes yeah maybe he is spider-man but they're like hey we need to call another letter i don't know now i'm getting now i'm getting greedy i like jordan's (laughs) like if he showed up in sweatpants it's like you guys need me and they're like no and he just walks (laughs) back through a portal yeah yeah. (laughs) that would be so great like they like they catch him before that spider-verse movie happens so he's still super depressed (laughs) yeah but yeah the uh, i i loved that they didn't do, which actually I like this in Force Awakens, but I was really glad that they didn't do the Han Solo and Leia are divorced now situation. Uh, so I, because they would have had so much explaining to do. Yeah, because in like the next scene, they're all working on their separate cures for how they're gonna be, how they're gonna fix everybody, and it's cool that Garfield says like that ah, didn't work out. Like I don't know, and and Tobey Maguire's like, you should keep trying. We, yeah. We've had a lot of trouble, but we we figured it out. We make it work. Yeah. And that's just like, that just was, I, I would have been very unsatisfying to me if he was divorced. Because that's essential you know, to the arc of the Spider-Verse, P- Peter B. Parker. But this one would have just been kind of like, 
He's just divorced because we couldn't sign a contract, you know? Yeah. That's how it would have felt to me. And Spider-Man is, is such a singular story. It's So it's so easy to hop into his mind, especially, I imagine, not anymore for me, but when you're reading the comics and you're reading his panels, uh, it's almost like when the other Spider-Men are, are building up their ego and Tobey Maguire is telling him that, that Andrew Garfield is indeed amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. As, as a fan... Yeah. Of the character, you're like, I'm glad that Spider-Man, the character, is getting the praise he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> he never does. It's such yeah. a singular journey. Oh, I for love him. that moment because you could just yeah. see an Andrew Garfield's face. Like, I really needed to hear that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he says, he so says, great. I want to hear you say it. And he's like, he doesn't actually say it, but oh yeah, because you know, P- Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is always very self-deprecating. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he can never get over the guilt of his uncle's death yeah. ever. So. You know, for someone else to say, I see you. And and it feels like, it feels like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he has gotten over the death. That's how it feels, where he's able to, that's why he's able to look at these situations and go, this is what we should do. He's calm, he's collected. He's not even quippy, because he's not really insecure anymore. Yeah, yeah. But so when they, they, they find our Peter on the top of the, the school, um, and that they yeah. spend, oh, they this, spend a, I think I, I cried in this scene. I don't yeah, even know when or why. I think everybody <laughs> did. But I, I think I'm just glad that this scene is a little long. Like they spend uh-huh. several minutes just on them, all the Spider-Man talking and, you yeah. know, our Peter kind of saying like, you don't understand what I'm going through when it's like, they literally know what you're going through. The only through. people who yeah. would really yeah. understand. And yeah. I just, I love stuff like that. And and they're all kind of like, you know, I love where they're like, well, my Ben, my Uncle Ben died. And I wanted yeah. to, I what I tracked down the guy that did it. I wanted to kill him. Like, it's just oh, it's so good. I think what people yeah. are responding to, not just the fact that it's a Spider-Man movie, but these guys are all, three of them are from three different universes, yet they're so inherently connected that you... It's like a love. It's a love story between uh-huh. these three men, and when yeah. they hug, it's just you feel the love, especially yeah. in the third act of this movie. Yeah. And I think it's infectious, really. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good feeling to see those yeah. guys work together. And I think yeah. it's also in that scene when Andrew Garfield talks about Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. where like yeah. he like I like I'm the reason you know the love of my life died basically and later on in the movie when he has to save mj i was just like that's not fair i cried on that one too that was so much and he's like just he's trying so hard not to like sob and mj's like are you okay and everyone in the audience is like no none of us are okay now doesn't he he say i think so we are yeah right yeah doesn't he say i think so like like that's gonna help him get over that moment yeah which yeah that that's the moment i was talking about earlier where it was like that moment made me think that amazing spider-man 2 was a good movie (laughs) that's how good the moment in this (laughs) This, movie was this movie tricks you into thinking that the shitty spider-man are good that's how good (laughs) this movie is A rising that's tide lifts all for. boats. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's what I was hoping for. Like it doesn't make Toby's look like shit. It makes it look better. You can watch them and then watch this and be like, "This is a full meal. I don't feel gypped at all in any way." Yeah. Same for the Garfields. If you're a fan, you know. Yeah. I think there's something to love about all three of them. But uh, oh, they talk about the organic webbing, and that oh, of course yeah. you have to. They have to address that. I love oh, that. I, the I big think difference. I turned to. To you, Micah, and I was like, that was so satisfying. I needed to talk about that. <laughs> like an itch that just needed yeah, to get scratched. When, you know, for Toby Maguire's first, so it's like, to me, it's like 
great. It's just in him. And then you they have the Andrew Garfield where he has to make it. And that stressed me out so much <laughs> thinking about that. He had to like continue to make the webbing. But yeah, that, that felt good. And then I, I also loved very funny too. When Ned is asked going around, like, do you have a best friend? And, yes. And Tommy McGuire's like, yeah. And he uh, rose up and tried to murder me. And he died and like, in my arms. And he died in my arms. And oh. it's played for laughs. And we're like, I, know, well, I was I there. I saw that movie. It wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, that's, that, that, that actor, Jacob Battleon, I think is how you say it. It's just so good. He's just like, okay, I'm not going to ask the other Spider-Man who his best friend was. Because uh, yeah. probably won't like the answer. <laughs> and it, Sorry, honestly, I, someone's hacking into my Apple right now. So I. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <here. laughs> I, I'm, I'm very distracted. Where are oh, they located? No. I'm not sure. Yeah, we. I think we ended on uh, Ned asking Toby who his best friend is. And Toby told him. And then Ned was like, okay, I'm not going to talk to any of them. <laughs> yeah, Although I right. think he goes, he goes up to our Peter and is like, I think he's just like, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I'm never going to turn into a villain and try to kill you. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Funny. Good, good. Like all the jokes land. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I can't think of one that doesn't in this, except uh, <laughs> when Toby says his friend died in his arms. But even that's funny. If I'm like, <laughs> just weird. To me. It's, a, it's a weird one. But yeah. um, they end up, what I like is they end up finding solutions to each of their, their foes, mm -hmm. like uh, Sandman, they figure out. And they have the device that they use to, basically reverse him it looks mm -hmm. just like a su little mini super collider it like moves like one too so that was kind of a nice touch because that's how he became sandman oh yeah uh, and then uh i think the the lizard serum is just like the, his serum in the amazing spider-man it's like a green kind of gaseous uh mm -hmm. serum so i like that like they they pay so much attention to their franchise and then give them so much respect you know yeah yeah and uh well and and it is nice that you know especially with you know if you throw in the back the behind the scenes stuff Sony and Disney having disagreements and all that stuff for them yeah. to not try and like they're they're not putting down the amazing Spider-Man movies. Right. I mean the, he does mention that in his world he fight he fights like metal rhinos which I think <laughs> was them being like yeah we know that last shot of Amazing Spider-Man 2 was pretty stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. I, so yeah, so when the the fighting starts, you know they're not all not doing well, and they all realize that they need to work as a team. Yeah, love that. And this was just a yep. great acknowledgement of our Peter being like, "Oh, I've, I'm on a team. Like I've, I'm on part of a team. I know how to work as a team." And they're like, "Really? You have a team?" And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm part of the Avengers. <laughs> That's great." What are the Avengers? And he's yeah. like, you, you guys don't have the Avengers. And he's talking about like, yeah, that one time, you know, I fought here with a team and I fought in space with a team. And both Toby and Andrew are like, you went to space? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just, the his adventures compared to theirs is just <laughs> night and day, isn't it? He, I don't even think he mentioned like, oh yeah, and I disappeared. Like I literally stopped existing for five years. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they quite got on that topic. Right. But, um. Yeah, it, it was just all great acknowledgments. And they, so our Peter kind of like is kind of running the show. He's like mm -hmm. of the team. Yeah. 
I love that uh, video that he has when he calls into the Daily Bugle and he has a little chat, a little uh, yeah. talk with Jonah. And it's a, it's a chilling scene because he's like tired of fucking around, basically. Yeah. It's like, meet me at the Statue of Liberty. And yeah. sure enough, they all show up and that's where the, the big brawl happens. What did you think of the the makeover of the Statue of Liberty for this movie? I, I didn't. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I I had caught earlier in the movie there was someone, I like in a Daily Bugle or on the phone or something that was like complaining about the shield being put yep. on the Statue of Liberty. So when it happened, I was like, oh okay, that's cool. And um, but I mean, it's it's one of those funny things where it's like I don't know that anyone would ever do that. Like I that would ever I happen. Felt. I think it's like for I any think reason that we would just build a different huge giant monument. But as far right. as the set design goes, like it was cool. I mean, Spidey, who represents New York, is fighting oh, with well, three yeah. other or two other Spideys on the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is full circle because Feige produced the first X Men movie, and that takes place in the third act on the Statue of Liberty, and he acknowledges himself. Oh, yeah, that was like his first foray into comic book producing. So oh, it's really okay. come full circle for him now. Yeah. Wow. I did think about X Men. Yeah, I, I that's forgot like all about I remember that. about that movie. <laughs> well, and yeah. um, another I'm not a big fan of the first one. Yeah, An- another little another little fun one was when he was swinging around in Times Square at the beginning. I saw the Broadway posters for the the Rogers musical, mm-hmm. um, from Hawkeye. So that was kind of fun. But uh, one thing that we have not really talked about at all, though is throughout the movie and it was just a great like marker of time and to be like okay next act we'd cut to jay jonah jameson doing his his like newscast podcasting thing mm-hmm. and having that little intermission every you know 20 30 minutes was just i loved that so much yeah, yeah it was good pacing and then when he pulled out the pills and started selling those i was like oh now we're just directly making fun of alex <laughs> yeah. jones and this rules keep making fun of the guy totally it's like you know we we and it's we just totally accept that jameson has stepped into our universe uh before the spell even happened he's just here guys uh-huh. it's just uh-huh. like he's alex jones this time but he's here there was yeah. no spell or anything i, I just love that I do think there there could have been one moment, and th- we're talking. I this doesn't ruin anything, but a moment where like Tobey Maguire hears it, or they see a report, yeah. and he's like, "You got him in this universe oh too." Oh my god, that would have like, been great. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. And you know, he's got a different haircut, so we, they could be like, "Oh, that's not my a, Jonah," but you know, whatever. He was such a foil to Toby in those mm-hmm. first those originals so yeah i would have loved that just to hear his voice and shudder like, yeah because yeah. he was his boss for so long <laughs> yeah but then we, we have this epic showdown and we get to see three spider-men fighting and i'm excited the whole time mm-hmm. never thought i'd live to see that uh i, know. I, I no. never thought i would yeah Crazy. Especially after seeing five Spider-Man fight just a few years earlier. I didn't think I'd see three more. Well, I always thought I would see five, but yeah. I never thought I would see three. Yeah. <laughs> and another another just great joke in the movie was when Electro is finally powered down and he, uh, Peter takes off his mask and he's like, oh, I, I always, you know, you fight for the poor. Oh, yeah. You like are in the neighborhoods and stuff. I always thought you were black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garfield's just like, yeah, I mean, 
kind of wish I was black. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think he's like, I'm like, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. man. I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> no, like uh, I was, ex- I definitely was more than 50% expecting a Miles Morales breakthrough yeah. debut in this movie. Yeah. Um, little disappointed, but that's okay. I mean, we'll, we'll get to him. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. get to him. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, what is there to say about the battle? It's a big battle. Well, so um, MJ <laughs> and Ned are like, that keeps a portal open with the box, I think, so that they know when to press the button. Yeah. And I know chaos ensues and they get into this, onto the Statue of Liberty. How does Dr. Strange come back? Does he like, he, I, just I, I a think... portal and just kind of comes in and uh, I don't know why it took, was he dating Ned... for 12 hours before that? I, I, I like thought Ned, I thought Ned opened it up. I think they were like, we need, him. we need him now. Well, no, oh, I think okay. he's just trying to open something up and it just oh. happens. Okay. And he I just kind of walks in. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Hey, I'm here. Right. Um, and then, so he, so yeah, the battle battle's going on. It's not going super great, but they start getting a handle on things. And that's when, Doctor Strange enters the picture, and he's kind of like, "Wow, you've done a lot. Maybe yeah. this can work at a time." Uh huh. And then I think Green Goblin shows up, and the universe starts cracking open. Yeah. And so, what was Doctor Strange going to do before Peter told him what he should do? Well, they still had the, the box, so he he yeah. grabbed it and That's he was right. like going to use it. That's right. Mm. But then Peter says, "What if everyone forgot me?" So kind of back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is how you this is how you get to that ending place where MJ no longer knows who he is, where Ned no longer it's a great place to put him there. But did did we a hundred percent earn it here with this? When we don't even I had to like go on message boards a little bit. I had to kind of like what are the I had to figure out what the figures in the sky were. And if I don't know a hundred percent what the threat is that's coming that is going to cause such a significant change in his life and the universe. To me, that's not a hundred percent bueno. What do you guys like? Are you? Do you Did feel Dr. the same Strange way? Say, I mean, like, were they other people who knew Peter from other universes? That's what they well, like. After watching a breakdown, that's what they'll have you say because there's like a silhouette of a, a rhino and, uh-huh. and a craven, apparently. But yeah, it was sloppy to me, and that's why I, that, I felt like I love this ending, but I don't know if we a hundred percent earned it because of this that moment with the purple cracks and just the silhouettes and and the mm-hmm. vagueness of it. Uh, that's yeah. just me, though. I I was it, th- that one like I kind of put under the category of like I don't know, it's just bad. Which sometimes you have to do. That, that, I'm that's not an excuse for the movies. They should do better at that. But sometimes it's like, oh yeah, a faceless threat, I guess. And mm-hmm. I, I know because I've seen enough movies, read enough stories, I know that that means bad. So right. that's like, they're, they're just kind of depending on that shorthand. But it, it did, I, I mean, especially you bring it up, it is just kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My life's changed forever now because of this thing that the audience may not be able to fully wrap their minds around unless they watch a breakdown of the movie or really discuss it with their friends afterwards. Yeah. Right. But I mean, on the other yeah. hand, it's like, well... Things have gotten bad enough with just a few people slipping through the cracks, mm-hmm. and these are like yeah. big tears. So maybe this just means right. That, that's why More I kind of chalk it up. Yeah. But but it's not like it was defined. We didn't know right. what that really meant. Um, yeah. But then yeah, he 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 makes the the um, I almost said curse the spell. It's a curse <laughs> to Peter, <laughs> and it makes it so everyone doesn't remember who he is. Mm-hmm. And I like how like when he sees happy. 
Happy. Well, no, that's let's not go to the graveyard yet. What am I thinking? It does raise a lot of questions with the happy scene. A lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, let's send off our Spider-Man, right? Okay. He okay. has a little bit of time, and Toby gets stabbed by the Green Goblin. Which I was yeah. like, don't kill him. I, I would no. have been pretty mad about that because <laughs> that that didn't feel that didn't feel earned in in the way that we've been discussing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so I was glad that he was like, no, no, no. I'm I've been stabbed before. I will be okay. I just looked my, really bad. My <laughs> thinking was that. Garfield is totally up for more Spider-Man movies. Maguire isn't. How do we get rid of Maguire but keep Garfield around? <laughs> but they kept them both around to the yeah. movie's credit. Yeah. 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 And and that was a great moment when S- Tom Holland picks up the glider. He's about to throw it down and kill Green Goblin. And Tobey Maguire jumps in and he doesn't say anything, right? He no, just he looks at him. Yeah. And gives yeah. him the look because he's the wise old Spider-Man. He's like, I've been yeah. in this moment. It's not worth it. Yeah. And and that that Norman has done not necessarily the same amount of bad, but I mean, he tried to kill Aunt May, his Aunt May, and he's done all these bad things. So he is he's okay with Norman dying. It, it basically Norman being dead maybe prevents Harry from dying. You know, there's all these things, right. and he's still able to hold up the glider and say, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And he gets a, he gets stabbed immediately in the back, and that's all. That's all cool. That's all fine. But to your point again with the Jameson recognition with Toby, like I would have liked if he and and his original foe would have had a little more time together. You know, that would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, it is nice that we we all across the board. It sounds like we love this movie, but we just wish more. it was longer. <laughs> yeah. More, more, yeah. I mean, more. Yeah. That's a pretty good complaint to have for your movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that happens. The, the boys don't, do they say they love each other? Right. They, they says, I love you. I think they do. I know Garfield says it when they do the jump and then at the Uh end when everything is all resolved, they might, I don't, I know Peter's trying to like explain everything, but he can't. And they're, they're both like, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. And they just hug. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is so sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very sweet. They go back, and then we see the grave of Aunt May. Well, he says goodbye to MJ and Ned. Oh yes, he says Come goodbye on. to them. And and Ned and him do their handshake like the for the they last. They do hopefully yeah. not yeah. for the last time, but it's like oh, pulling the heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, and I it's just classic, cute where he's telling MJ what's going to happen, you know, and she tells him I love you, and he's about to say it back, and she says, "Tell me." Tell oh. me when you find me. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, that's yeah. not fair, man. Zendaya, a strong <laughs> contender for MVP with that one scene uh, right there. It's good. <laughs> so yeah. then Aunt May's grave. My little nitpick, I wish that she was on a plot that also had Uncle Ben next to her. That would have been nice to see Ben Parker next to her. But I, I do really like this because it, it sets up a couple of rules that are, yes, confusing, but I think exciting. Happy is at the grave, and uh, Peter Parker's at the grave, and Happy says, how did you know her? And he, he says, Spider-Man, right? Yep, yeah. through Spider-Man. Yeah. So, and, but they, they still fought at the airport in Germany. It's just, was he a private contractor for That's them, a I'm silent wondering. partner? And they yeah. just well, don't know his identity? Yeah, that's because then uh, Happy says, yeah, through Spider-Man as well. 
mm-hmm. and that acknowledges that he does not know who he is. So, yeah. my my thought is because they they did a similar for for those who do not know, uh, in the like 2010s, they they had, you know, Spider Man's been a comic book for like 40 plus years. And he's been married to MJ for a while. And in a way, the writers are kind of like, how can we undo this? Because we always have to make MJ just be like, hey, why are you out doing Spider-Man stuff? Which makes people not like MJ. <laughs> yeah. So right, right. on like a practical level, they're like, how do we do it? So he makes a deal with Mephisto, and Mephisto t- takes their marriage and takes away his identity, who he had revealed to the world in the Civil War. So in doing all of those things, they undo like everything – um, and a lot of people, I actually like that storyline. It's a pretty fun mm-hmm. read, but it's like completely reviled among Spider-Man fans oh, that okay. it's like very, very stupid. But I-, I thought it was very fun. And he also prevents Aunt May from dying by striking this deal. So he do that. Then then they're able to basically relaunch the comics with like brand new day. Okay. Right. And it's like a good place for, you know, people to start. And that's when Dan Slott starts writing the comics. So if you if you want more stories like the one you read today, Dan Slott made Spider-Verse. Uh, start at Brand New Day, and you can read a bunch of great stories. But um, in in that, when he faced characters that uh, had known his identity, I if I'm remembering right, there there was kind of just like a fuzziness in their brain because he'd be, at that time he'd become good friends with the Human Torch, and they knew each other's identities. And there was an issue where he was teaming up with the Fantastic Four, and they were like, "You don't know who you are, but." But I thought we had something, but I don't know what it was. And I, uh, if I remember right, I think he unmasks at the end. I think, and then like the memories flood back to them, and they uh, remember who he is. Okay, I believe so. It's like he can I'm, like I'm, reveal the curse to, or the lift the curse, lift the spell. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking, even though we do get to see Peter around Christmas time, try to just kind of casually stalk MJ and Ned at the <laughs> yeah. donut shop. Uh, I think it would be in the next movie. It will be quite easy to get their memories back i don't know why i say that it's just just i'd like to think it, it'll be easier than we think to get like yeah. it maybe it's just as simple as the handshake and boom he's back yeah. you know yeah yeah like it feels familiar to him therefore he's right. gonna trust this guy that he still can't quite remember and she's well, and wearing slowly. the black dahlia necklace uh oh after. i didn't oh, notice I didn't that. Realize that something tells her in her mind to wear it so mm-hmm. there's there, maybe a fuzziness you know yeah mm-hmm. and and oh. i I thought it was a fun twist because in the comics, it's like he still has relationships with people after this <laughs> curse or spell <laughs> that he has happen. And in this movie, when when we found out that like no one knows who he is at all, I was like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. And then we have that great scene at the coffee shop. And I mean, favorite scene, of course, it's going to be seeing Tobey Maguire. But I think the best scene in this movie are the next two sequences where he goes to the coffee shop, he has it written down mm-hmm. what he's going to say to MJ. He's going to tell her he loves her, and he walks up, and he doesn't say it. And that and right there, there is a freaking Spider-Man story right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is that is how you write it, where he just can't have it all. He's mm-hmm. always going to try, but he can't. He removes himself from the equation for the greater good of the people in his life. That's what the sacrifice he's... Mm-hmm. willing to make uh, yeah. which is incredibly selfless yeah mm-hmm. yeah breaks my heart though <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And must have been a creepy moment for MJ if she's not having any fuzziness. If she's just seeing this random guy just staring yeah. at her. <laughs> yeah. So I try to put myself in her shoes like in this scene. is like, yeah, it's a little weird. I don't care how cute he is. He's, he's, yeah. he's just staring at you yeah. for a long time. <laughs> but like that right there is like that's why they cast those two actors because they're like destroying this right now. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and so yeah. they have this great moment. And then he goes to an apartment and I start I think I cried in the coffee shop scene. <laughs> and then when they got to his apartment, I started crying toward the end just because it was like, now this is mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because yep. up to this point, we have had a Spider-Man who is well-connected. He's not on his own. He's sort of friendly neighborhood, but it's been pretty global. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, he has access to billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man's poor. He's a yep. man of the people. I There was yep. a part of me that thought when he opens the door to his apartment and all we see is him is not the apartment. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the same apartment as Tobey Maguire. I thought so uh, that's, too. Right? Like yeah. it looks a lot like, it looks shitty and wooden yeah. and just kind of just old. <laughs> I was like, and when it wasn't, it's like, oh, but they could have. And that yeah. would have been okay. There, there was a moment and I was like, Micah, you're really going wild with this, where I thought the the, blo- the blonde girl, um, oh, Ursula, was yeah. going to like be like, hi, Peter. And then I'm like, that doesn't make any I sense for that. For you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it didn't cross my mind. Much. Oh, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't. That doesn't make any sense. But people would have laughed I felt yeah, really yeah. hard at that. I know I would have. Yeah. But he comes in, small apartment, sets down his stuff. And we complain about this in movies when they're like, I just have a small apartment. And it's this beautiful apartment. Hey, this place that looks was, like a dump. That looks like an actual Spider-Man kind of apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. then he sees that there, there's some help. And he goes and he swings off in the snow, which looked really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it says Spider-Man. Or then the credits roll. Right? Yep. Did we I do it? So. I think so. Yeah. He's got a new suit. It's shiny. That, uh-huh. I think that's it. I think that's it. What's the first post credit scene? Uh, that is Venom. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Right. Now, this is, so to relitigate for our listeners, a little bit ago, because I listened to the 90 under 90 coverage of Let There Be Carnage, I didn't really want to go see that movie, (laughs) but I listened to your episode, which Uh was a very funny episode. Would recommend. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) That was Um, a fun one. You you guys talked about in the post credit scene how Tom Hardy, like, sees news footage of Spider-Man being unmasked. Yes. So I thought, okay, that means Spider-Man, like, this is in the same universe. But what this movie posits and says is that he got ripped from his universe, put into the MCU, has Mm -hmm. a conversation, leaves a little uh, Venom pee on the counter, and then he gets gets sucked back into his universe. Mm -hmm. That's right. What I would submit to you, the listeners, but hey, we want to do what you guys want us to do. I would submit that the Venom movies are not in the MCU proper, and we don't have to cover them. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to talk about the Venom movies, right? And well, it's just it's getting more, a little overwhelming. So many. <laughs> and I think Wait. I think we could do a fun Spider-Man dive and do all five, but we I don't think we have to because of this movie. I mean, we've always wanted to do the Raimi one, but we've been like building. Mm-hmm. But Wait a second, and I, I think brought up we Morbius will do Venom, earlier, but... and you were like, we need to talk about Morbius. Are you excited about Morbius, or are you just going to disregard Morbius? 
Well, unless he's MCU proper, I would mm-hmm. put him in the the Venom camp and not worry okay. about him. Unless Good. until we cover the <laughs> the SSU, the Sony Spider Man universe. Any reason to not watch that movie? Yes. Yeah, I really don't want to watch Morbius. No. Ugh, it looks no thank so you. bad. Well, and just want to tell our listeners if you're not familiar with Morbius, he premiered in Spider Man, and he's a character that pops up. And it feels like, I don't know, every five, ten years, they go, oh, we should write a solo Morbius magazine. That'll do good. And it lasts for maybe a year, and then they always cancel it. So I don't know why they're making a solo movie out of someone they can't... He's fun in Spider-Man sometimes, not even all the time. It's going to be a train wreck. Even if they team Spidey up with Mahershala Ali's Blade and Blade turns out to be the coolest MCU character and they have to fight Morbius, I'm still not going to be 100% into that because oh, it's yeah. Jared Leto's Morbius. Yeah. I know. Uh, and it it also just look the the actual color of the it looks very ugly to mm-hmm. me. I don't like looking at the, I just the think film because <laughs> this movie's been pushed right it's been, been pushed, pushed up a couple times five six times so you had mentioned like they probably shot this movie like four years ago and it's like yeah four <laughs> years ago everyone was getting annoyed with Jared Leto, but now we straight up do not want him anymore yeah right like, he needs to go away but at the time it's like okay i guess it kind of makes sense yeah not I'm, anymore, surprised he, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten me too yet to be honest because he's <laughs> yeah. a shady fucking dude yeah he's weird and yeah i what was it like it was like Jimmy Fallon or something where it was like the, the headline he was didn't like, know he didn't know the pandemic was happening because he was yes. on some like retreat thing for like meditation. And it's like, Whatever. come on, dude, <laughs> just go back. He's in yeah. Leto world. Yeah. Yeah. He should stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not, not a fan. Although I, I believe in the first trailer they dropped for Morbius, which was before the pandemic even happened. That's how long ago they shot this movie. I believe mm-hmm. Michael, Keaton was in the movie as the That's vulture. Right. That's right. Which he is. means maybe he's in the MCU proper. I'm not sure. I hope yeah. not. I think he's going to cross not. over. Yeah, unfortunately. But I uh, think the movie's going to do want, so poorly they won't. If you guys end up doing a Morbius episode, I'll do it with you guys if you want. I'll wow. just, I mean, we could use the support if yeah, that yeah. happens. I'll, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure others would love to as well, but you know. Sometimes it's fun to hate a movie, but you it know, seems it's exhausting like, in this I, case. When I saw Suicide Squad for the first time, I thought I was going to like it. You know, you feel wrong. 2016. That, 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 yeah, that, you know, burns you inside. But this movie's like, I know it's going to be bad, so I don't want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I know, I know at least with the Venom movies, we will have fun. That's yeah. guaranteed. Yes, yeah. This movie does not yeah. look fun. It looks like a slog. I haven't seen the Venom movies more out of laziness. Yeah, right. It's like okay, it's not technically part of MCU, so yeah, that's I com- okay. I compare Venom two to like Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. Like if you like yeah. that sort of like stupid level of entertainment, you're gonna like Venom two. Uh, oh, I think okay, then we're gonna love Venom two. Yeah, it's just like it's it's surprisingly gay Venom two. Like, <laughs> it's just it's working on some other level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. Any final words on Spider-Man No Way Home? Everyone should go uh, see it, but everyone already has. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I I, lo- um, I loved it. Yeah. I. What can I say except uh, I wanted a little more Norman. 
I feel like mm-hmm. he kind of got the uh, the short shrift in this movie, but that's okay because there wasn't a lot of time to to, to parse out that narrative. Uh, but it totally justifies, what is it, rocking like a 94, 95 right now on Rotten Tomatoes? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it totally justifies all the success that it's earning, and I, I hope it's, uh, we get more movies like this in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yep. and for as much as we get flack on Marvel being in, inside the box, I know it's fan service but it's pretty out there fan service. So we, mm-hmm. I, I think credit where credit is due, this is still a huge swing for them. Yeah. And um, I, I loved it. Me too. Great time. And I, like I said before, I'm surprised to see that the world uh, loves Spider-Man almost like as much as the group of heroes that <laughs> he yeah. belongs to every now and then. Yeah, it, it feels good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dan... Tell the people about yourself. Where can they find more Dan? Well, I know a couple places. (laughs) Well, uh, we recently changed our host, but you can just check out the 90 Under 90 podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, We talk about movies that are 90 minutes in length or under. Uh, Our new season kicks off in January, and a season is two years long because it's 90 (laughs) movies and 90 weeks, (laughs) plus bonus episodes, so we're ready to kick off another two years uh, in January. It's very uh, exciting. Our first episode is uh, Aristocrats, the documentary about that dirty joke. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, Oh. yes. Uh, Tim Heidecker talked about it on Office Hours a little while ago. I missed it. Hey. A great plug for the listener. There, there'll be an episode all about it in yeah. this and January. Then, <laughs> and then uh, an intervention came out January 1st of 2021. I got another movie coming out in 2022. But for now, you can check out an intervention on, uh, oh gosh, Amazon Prime, Tubi, Google Play, uh, and uh, Roku, Roku TV. So, and yeah. do it, people, because yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> it is a <laughs> very, you. very funny movie and very sweet yeah, and I don't mean the condescending kind of sweet, but like you right. walk away. I, I, it was very uplifting to me. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's great. That's a and, great endorsement. Thank you. And uh, and I can cut this if you want, but there there is another movie coming out, you as you said. Movie. But but there 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 is a little. <laughs> no, no, there, please, yeah. There there will be a little. Um, there there's a little Micah McCaw action in that movie that's as well. That's right. That's and right. I'm excited for people to wink wink hear that part of the movie so that's right i think i think i think they got the idea yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) if it's not any more obvious micah does uh, um uh the score for our new movie a good chunk of the score because we repurpose it so much oh you do good good yes and it's great and the movie's called the golden apron and you can check that out sometime in 2022 it's so, yeah. the the footage that I had to compose that song to was so funny. I I feel like I, this feels like it's definitely going to top an intervention, but we'll see because I I did really like that one. We're so. tr- we're trying to make I, I don't know if I'm spoiling this. I, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, you can tell yeah, us yeah, when yeah. we stop yeah, yeah. recording. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much for having me. This was yeah, thank you. such a monumental episode. And I feel like yeah. so honored to to be a guest here on the uh, MPU. So thank you. Yeah. yeah, and uh and next week for you MPU heads, we will be doing Matrix Revolutions, and then that'll be followed by Matrix Resurrections. And uh shit. Yeah. <laughs> on Patreon, we got our watch along of Scooby Doo 2. Yep. And then next uh, month it'll be 
the Bob Odenkirk nobody to help us guide us through the uh, John Wick movie. So yep. sign up for Patreon. Nice. Oh, and watch the Christmas show. Sign yeah. up on Patreon. Watch the Christmas yeah. show. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of stuff a to check out. Great Merry time. Christmas. Check out the, yes. Happy holidays. <laughs> I definitely would endorse your Christmas show. Great time. Uh, listeners, check it out. Yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> link in bio. Time. Link in bio. No, I mean uh, in the show notes. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah. Yes. All right. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>